time is an ever-flowing river moving in one linear direction. Unless you're a video game series featuring spiky-haired anime protagonists beating 13 versions of the same person to death with key-shaped swords. Uh, hi, everybody. Welcome to the Game Raiders podcast. I'm Drew, and I've got my uh, co-host Sergio here with me. Uh, Sergio, do you know about the Kingdom Hearts series? I know that it is Final Fantasy and Disney, and that is it. Oh, boy. Well, um, if you guys aren't aware at home, Kingdom Hearts is a franchise uh, yeah, built upon the strangest crossover ever between Final Fantasy and Disney, uh, and also the tears of its fans when Square Enix announces a new non-numbered entry in the series. Uh, what began as a pretty straightforward plot involving a hero's journey to defeat the ultimate darkness lasted for literally all of one game as it has now devolved into a mess of different but same characters and conflicting story beats with more branches than Winnie the Pooh's Honey Tree minigame. Reference! Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so because I hate myself, I thought it'd be fun to try and explain the entirety of the Kingdom Hearts story to my co-host Sergio because he's literally never played a single game. Uh, however, my heart just isn't strong enough to take on this Herculean task by myself. So I had to call in some reinforcements and we've got our lovely friend Emma back with us. Yay. Hi, Emma. Hello. I am it's here. Emma. Uh, yep. <laughs> Emma, is it fair to say that you love Kingdom Hearts? Oh yeah. I got my hoodie on today. So okay. it's yeah, nice. it's 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 one of my favorite game series. So I will always be down to talk about it. Yeah. Okay. On one side we have Resident Evil Emma, and then on the other <laughs> side we have Kingdom Hearts I, Emma. I wear a lot of hats. <laughs> inside of, inside of every person, there are two Emmas. The, the two franchises are actually a lot closer than you might think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um for sure. But I yeah, also... Emma, just answer me. Answer me this question: Do you own a Shadow Heartless plushie? Mm, no, I don't actually. What? I thought you did. No, oh, I don't. I don't think I do. I own a Keyblade. I own a real Keyblade. Do you want to see it? Uh, you want me to go get yeah, it? Yeah, sure. Bring okay, it out. I'll go bring get it. it out. One yeah. second. One second. <laughs> okay, so here's my guess. So this all started when Thanos snapped, and it yeah. ripped multiple universes together right am i on the right track here yes exactly oh my god <laughs> we have to display our our nerdism proudly <laughs> so um, at, at what point does marvel and star wars and the muppets get involved in the kingdom hearts series oh they haven't yet but yet. We're, we're hoping we can oh, only hope yeah, that's um, that's my keyblade. Uh, I got it for Christmas a yeah, little a couple oblivion. years ago. Maybe, maybe at some point, uh, I'll hang it on the wall. But I thought about uh, buying a keyblade once. Um, it's, we'll see. It's maybe I still. Cool. I don't know. It's a pretty cool little thing to have. I tried to find. Uh, so I have the. Um, I don't know if you remember, but uh, when Kingdom Hearts three came out, uh, I pre-ordered it at GameStop, and they mm -hmm. had a. Uh, their pre-order bonus was this like weird. Um, like fabric, like cheap fabric poster with the main character on it was was Woody. <laughs> um, so the main character of the Kingdom Hearts series. Yeah, the main character of the Kingdom Hearts series, and it's Story. it's such a ridiculous looking piece of art. I tried to find it so I could put it back here. So just like the entire time, 
you'd see Woody, but I don't know where it is. I might have gotten rid of it, honestly, because it's like so bad. <laughs> is Tom Hanks in the game? I don't know. I don't remember. Uh, no, who they actually, his it. brother, his brother did the okay. voice for Woody in Kingdom Hearts. Lazy, yeah. lazy bastard. Um, but anyway, we're gonna jump right into uh, the timeline. We're gonna, we're probably gonna split this up into two episodes because there are so many okay. games and so much to cover, and there really isn't a whole lot of stuff that isn't important like yeah every <laughs> game literally every single game that has come out in this series almost every single game is canon and it is yep. like almost entirely required uh playing or viewing mm -hmm. consumption is, now how much is like epic mickey <laughs> nothing nothing how about the disneyland connect uh game no not, not connected no not this connected. is so forget everything you know I'm Stop referencing future episode ideas, Sergio. Forget okay. everything you know about Disney. And I know you haven't played any Final Fantasy. Have you played? You haven't played any Final Fantasy, right, I Sergio? I played 15. How much of it? Like a little bit? You started yeah, like, it? Okay. Like maybe 15 five, has nothing to do with Five to ten hours. Uh, actually, I mean, it, has, it doesn't have wrong. not nothing to do with it. But not 15 the, not, not might 15. have everything to do with Kingdom Hearts. Um, okay, but what about what about Final Fantasy: The Spirits Within? How much is that? Fact, fun fact. So, and we'll get to this when we start. Um, but we'll put a note in the Final Fantasy: Spirits Within because it is something I want to bring up. So we can start. We can start though if you guys want to. Okay. I have a I have I have a visual aid. I brought a visual aid. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, like uh, that, that meme of like Ralph on the bus. That's me. You're in danger. Yeah, I'm, I'm in danger. I'm in danger. We're going it's, down the fucking rabbit hole, buddy. It's not like, that bad. <laughs> strap on a seatbelt. All right. So I just thought, like, just to kind of get your dip your toes in, we're we're gonna give you some important terminology to remember as we go throughout. Uh, so the first thing, it? obviously, do you see it? I do, do you see, see the that. PowerPoint. Okay. I see well, it. first, a beginner's guide to Kingdom Hearts. First, before we dip into lore, I do want to provide. Oh crap! One second. <laughs> Technical. I do want to provide. Okay. Shit. So let's provide some backstory before okay. we get into yes. the lore. So I did a little bit of research, uh, and um, just so you know things before we jump into it. Um, so uh, Kingdom Hearts was obviously. Uh, conceived by Squaresoft, which was what Square Enix was known as before they literally bankrupted the company with the Final Fantasy Spirits Within movie. So, um, and that that happened like I don't even I, I I don't know the exact year, but this happened like a year after this game came out. So like like 2003. Square, really? Okay, so a couple years later. So this 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 uh this company was on like a they had like three really successful games on the PlayStation. They had Final Fantasy X on the PlayStation 2, they had Kingdom Hearts, another mass success, and then they ruined the company because they put all their money into this freaking movie. <laughs> Sorry, my bad. Two thousand and one. Two thousand and one, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. So actually Kingdom Hearts came out after that then. Um mm. but it doesn't matter. It it was all the all the assets were being used around the same time. So anyway, Kingdom Hearts was thought of because Square wanted to make a game where you could travel to other worlds, similarly to Super Mario 64. But there was a problem in the fact that none of their properties really had the uh, 
the brand recognition that Mario has. So that's why they were like, wait a second, who's more popular than Mario? Uh, Mickey Mouse and Disney. <laughs> and allegedly, allegedly, this is uh, this is a rumor. I don't know if it's true, but supposedly uh, Square and Disney shared a building in Japan, like Disney's. Mm-hmm. Disney's, the yeah, they shared a, they shared a building. J- Disney's like Japanese headquarters was in the same building. So uh, allegedly, the the game was pitched in an elevator. <laughs> allegedly, <laughs> um, allegedly, um, this is stuff from like you know twenty plus years ago now. So no yeah. one really knows. Um, so um, yeah, Disney liked the idea. They gave them actually a lot of freedom. The only thing they really didn't want was they didn't want uh, them to make Mickey Mouse the main character because they didn't want Mickey committing violent acts. <laughs> um, uh, That's and they, all gone out the fucking window. Well, I mean, you, you don't, you know, you still have never played as him, but he's, you know, as. Well, in Remind, you do, though. Oh, you do? For, yeah, really? in Remind, you do. I don't remember. Yeah. I don't remember. I know in Kingdom Hearts. I mean, it's like a brief, like contextual thing. I think at best, but yeah. Okay. I don't remember. I've only played. I played Rewind, Remind when it like came out, so I don't remember enough. But anyway, so a a name you will hear a lot when we're talking about this is this guy right here, Tetsuya Nomura, who is the who is the he is the auteur behind this series. Okay, like fucking existence. (laughs) So he, fun fact, this was uh, Kingdom Hearts 1, which was the first game in the series. That was his first game he had ever directed. Um, he was previously a... Uh... Oh. Are you guys still there? Okay. Yeah. yeah there. Uh, he worked on games like Final Fantasy 7 and 8, which uh, kind of reimagined the series. Uh, it, it took them out of the like more fantasy and into the more like uh, like futuristic fantasy kind of thing that the series is kind of known for now um and he's credited he he's designed character he designed all the final fantasy 7 characters so he designed like he designed like cloud and sephiroth and um he designed squall who's the main character of final fantasy 8 he didn't really do 9 because uh, 9 i don't know if you guys know anything about 9 but it's like kind of a draft like it's it goes kind of back to that fantasy thing mm-hmm. um and then he he also designed all the characters in 15 so he he's got a very clear style to him, um, so you can definitely tell when you're playing a Nomura game because it's it, it it's it's like playing a Kojima game. You kind of know. Yes, I but, agree. Yeah. If if Kojima <laughs> so, and Nomura ever get together on a project, the world's just gonna fucking end. Oh yeah, the world like, would end. We're uh, just he, we're just absolutely yeah. gonna shale- shit our collective minds. Like yeah yeah. I don't know. The lore for Death Stranding was pretty intense. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So let's go to the next slide, which you can. Oh, here's the timeline. Here's a timeline of games. I got this off of Wikipedia. Yeah. And I feel like this is a good this is a good. uh, We're going to stop around here today. Yeah, I think. About halfway. Yeah. 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 About. So I mean, yeah. yeah depending on how uh, how much longer I guess Unchained or Union Key or Dark Road or whatever the fuck they're calling it nowadays takes, this this timeline will grow though. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah for sure. Um, sorry. So yeah, um, as you can see, there are many games, and all of these games were released out of like chronological order. They they do make sense if you play them in like release the order. order. Yeah, but 
you know, one thing the series was known for is like prior to the like HD remakes, you had to own like every system ever to play. <laughs> like <laughs> I listed all the ones you would need to own. Okay, and you would also what? said PS4 twice. Is one a oh. PS3? No. Uh, PS2. 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 Yeah, I, uh. typo. My bad. PS2. Yeah. Uh, PS2, Game Boy Advance, PSP, DS, 3DS, and those are all the initial releases. Most of all, almost all those games you can consume in some form, on, gotcha. on like the PS4 or Xbox now. Yeah. So and then you'd was, also. Oh, sorry. There was no. Re- there was no release for PS3. There was. It, there I mean, was there no, was the remixes. Yeah, there was the remixes, uh, okay. but that was during the period where Square had a lot of really bad development issues, um, partially because of Nomura. He really wanted to get 15 out, mm. so. It, back then it was called versus 13 it was part of the 13 saga uh and that game was supposed to be the precursor to kingdom hearts 3 like it was he was supposed to do that game and then do kingdom hearts 3 right afterwards and it literally took so long the entire generation went by with no new kingdom hearts games except for like i think birth by sleep and 3d came out in that time period but they were not they were portables they weren't like a mainline game so there was no new releases on ps3 it was just the remakes <laughs> Awesome. And then, yeah, and so down at the bottom, you'll also see you would also need to live in Japan or speak Japanese because uh, the prequel to Kingdom Hearts, uh, there was a couple there was a couple of, of Japan only releases as well, um, which we'll Coded get it was originally only released in Japan on mobile. Yes, yes. Until they brought uh, it over. Yeah. On the DS. So, mm-hmm. So, but yeah, like the these first games right here, these were browser games that eventually got mobile releases, but for a while they weren't available in English, and I still think the English is really far behind. I don't really follow that that much. I just watch YouTube videos on it, so. Yeah. But yeah, as you can see, we have a long road ahead of us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm already dying. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> All right, so Drew, if you want to get into the lore, I guess yeah, you can so kind of do it. <laughs> just a just a couple of important things to know as we go through this. So the main like weapon that is synonymous with this franchise is the Keyblade. Uh, it's exactly what it sounds like and looks like. It's a key-shaped sword that has magical properties. Um, the most important thing, since it is a key, it's fashioned like a key, it is capable of locking and unlocking almost anything in the universe of the yep. franchise, including barriers between worlds and even the hearts of worlds, which brings us okay. to and the, the hearts next of imp- people. And, yeah, and the hearts and of the people. Hearts of people. <laughs> yeah. So, which brings us to the next thing, which is hearts. Like, hearts are talked about so much in the in all of the games uh hearts in kingdom hearts are essentially equivalent to uh like your soul essentially it's like when people talk about there's the body and then there's the heart they're basically referencing the body and the soul um characters are often defined by whether they have or don't have a heart and the strength of said heart Mm -hmm. um people worlds and even data like computer data code are capable of having hearts. Yes. Um, you can also grow a heart if you don't have one. Yes. Yes. It's it's <laughs> okay. possible to it's possible. grow a soul. Yes. <laughs> essentially. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good. That's a really good uh, comparison because, <laughs> like, uh, I, yeah, that's a good comparison. <laughs> yeah. Um. 
And then the and then the last important thing to kind of keep in mind as we go through this is the big D darkness. Like that's how it's usually talked about. Um, and this basically is kind of an umbrella term used to refer to the various enemy factions in the game, such as the Unverse, the Nobodies, and the true forms of the darkness, which are the Heartless. Um, there's also a like there's a bunch of different realms throughout the. It's kind of separate, separated almost like planes of existence, you know? There's, like, the realm of light, there's the realm of in-between, and then there's the realm of darkness, which is where the Heartless originally come from, essentially. Yes. Um, so, yeah, so those are just kind of some, like, terms just to kind of kind of prepare you for, like, as, you're, as we're going through the timeline, if you hear, like, a, I'm going to throw these terms out um, a, lot of, a lot because they're yeah. talked about a lot. Uh, so yeah, just so you're aware. Yeah. Um, yeah. What you say, Emma? <laughs> um, no, like basically like, um, like I tried to, I tried to build the presentation so we don't overload with too much at once. Mm -hmm. So hopefully as we explore these various different like enemies there is some it makes some sense so right. <laughs> um it's, let's... i mean it, it's just going to be complicated because that's just the nature oh yeah it's it's complicated. Yeah. <laughs> uh you're prepared to take a test after this right yes there will be a quiz <laughs> i'm uh, always ready extra credit if you come in cosplay <laughs> yes um, yes okay so um this is uh, Union, or I'm sorry, Kingdom Hearts Key, which, yeah. um, so it's really confusing. Uh, this is the, like, most, this is, like, okay, so this is one of the web browser slash mobile games, right? And they kind of have a couple different games now from what I saw in my research, um, yeah. and they, but they all kind of fall under the the key. Like, as you can see, that's an X, but it's like the symbol for key or chi or whatever. And, yeah. and that's, a, that's a thing. That's stupid. I think it's but... specifically the Greek letter. Like yeah. Chi or... yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like Kai. Like Kai, basically. I don't know why they do that. They There's a lot of um, weird terminology. So... <laughs> Uh, this this kind of encompasses a couple of games. We're not going to go into depth on all of them because two yeah. of them aren't done yet. Only one of them is done. Yeah. The story's um, not finished. Yes. So, so we're only to talk about. yeah, and we don't know the impact it's going to have on the story. We can guess, but that's really all. And I don't we don't want to like confuse you for stuff that mm -hmm. we don't even really know yet. So we'll tell you what we know. Uh, so in the bottom corner, you can see I put, you know, this, the initial release. So you can get an idea of when these games came out. This originally started in 2013, ongoing, kind of, because like the key, like the original key story is done, but we have two more that are out now. Uh, one is called Union Key or Union Cross, yeah. uh, as it's more commonly referred to as. And then we have uh, Dark Road, which is uh, also ongoing. That one is newer. So, But we're not going to talk about that one today. So let's uh, yeah. get started. <laughs> so in the beginning, uh, there was only darkness and light. And the world existed basically as one unified body. There was just one world. Um and in this world, there was a guy called the Master of Masters. And one day, he decides to take on six apprentices. And you can see them all right there. Uh, Ira, Envy, Gula, Ava, Asa'ad, and Lushu. 
Um, and these guys are known, his apprentices are known as the foretellers. Um, the master of masters is, uh, basically omnipotent. Uh, he is able to see the events of the future, uh, partially because, uh, I think it's his eye is it's his eye, right? In the keyblade. Yeah. That he wields. Yeah. 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 You can so... see this keyblade right here. That's uh -huh. a, that's a pretty important keyblade. So. so is this Walt Disney? Uh, we don't know. We don't know what any of these yeah. people... Well, actually, we only know what this guy looks like, but we'll get to there in a yeah. very long time. We yes. don't know what anyone else looks like, but generally, in Kingdom Hearts, if somebody is hiding their face, um, there's something behind it that is, you know, they're trying to hide. So, mm. you know, I we don't know what he looks like yet, but I have a theory he's, like, going to be, like, one of the other characters or something, but no one really knows yet. Yeah. It's Mickey. Um... <laughs> So the Master of Masters pulls his apprentices aside and says, hey, I need you guys to uh, basically prepare for this event called the Keyblade War. Uh, he's already seen all of this happen. Uh, he gives his apprentices each a copy of the Book of Prophecies, which has an, an account of all of these events. Uh, but they are given different books. So like some information critically is missing from the various copies. Uh, so each of the foretellers doesn't have the whole story. Um, yeah. He also so, says that one of them is a traitor too. Yes. And but we he, don't yeah. know who. Yeah. He points the finger at one of them and says, or, or points the finger at the group collectively yeah. and says, Hey, watch out. Cause there's a traitor in your group. Better find out who that is. Yeah. So and... one's a Judas. Yeah, yeah exactly. Let's see. Yeah, there we uh, go. Oh, this is where they live. This is where they live right here. This place called Daybreak Town. It's a pretty cool design. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so, so he gives them all a copy of the book. He gives them a different role and basically sends them out to accomplish this task of uh, preventing the Keyblade War. Yeah. He um, also... Oh, sorry. No, no, he... go ahead. He also gives, so Lushu, Lushu was the other guy in the black coat. Uh, that's kind of his, like, special apprentice, I guess. Like, he's mm -hmm. kind of like, different from the others. Yeah, and he gives him his keyblade, which is that one that has the eyeball in it that we just showed you. And then he also gives him this weird black box that uh, nobody knows what's in it. Uh, the master tells Lushu what's in it, and he's like, whoa, what, really? But, like, we don't know what's inside. And then the master promptly fucks off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just he just he just dips. Yeah, he dips. This. He's like he's like, see ya. You guys can handle it. I'm out. Yeah. You know. Is yeah. he died or is he just gone? No, he just leaves. He just he, leaves. He just disappears. He we just don't know what away. happened to him. Yeah, yeah, we don't really know where he went. So he we know he's it. still around, but yeah. we don't know what he's up to. We don't know what he's been doing. He just gave all these instructions and was like, mm -hmm. see so, ya. just see peace. Ya. Like I'm out. So. Um. So in order to try and stop the Keyblade War, each of the four tellers forms a different union, hence one of the names of one of the games. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, these unions are made up of uh, Keyblade wielders. Mm -hmm. So in this, in this day and age, it's called the Age of Fairy Tales, uh, the, uh, like Keyblade wielders are very prominent. They are numerous. Uh, and basically these Keyblade wielders are tasked with obtaining Lux, which are pieces of light. Um. So and they're and they're tasked by the foretellers to go out and uh, gather as much as possible. Um. 
However, this proves to be a futile gesture uh, because the future is already set in stone and the Master of Masters basically predicted that one, leveling the finger at one of the group and saying, hey, there's a traitor among you would basically set them to bickering and squabbling amongst themselves and, you know, eventually war would break out uh, yeah. between the unions. So he um, wanted war. Uh, yes. Most he, people think so, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah it, he he wanted the events of the Keyblade War to happen so mm -hmm. that the rest of the events, as had been foretold, could happen. Yeah, you know? and also, real quick, because um, I, I didn't mention this, so this story in particular... Um, was a like web browser mobile game, but the story is so important for the story after Kingdom Hearts three that they made like a short movie with all this stuff, and that's yes. why we have all these like really nice looking like graphics down here because that's not how it looked in the original game. What to say? Yeah, like, the, yeah it looks really game. good. Yeah, no, no the mobile like, game is like is like super flat two D. Yeah, like I, don't think, I don't think I included any pictures from that. I tried to keep to like the higher quality stuff just because it looks nicer. Yeah. But you know, so this movie was released before Kingdom Hearts three or so after. it came yes. on. It came on the uh, so they released a couple of sets. The last set before Kingdom Hearts three was called two point eight, which included like one more game, uh, and it included it, this, and it, it, I think it also included that little Aqua thing too. Yeah, the zero um, point two. Yeah, so it was it was they they yeah they added this on there. They fully animated the whole thing. It looks really nice. So fully animated, voice acted. Mm -hmm, voice yeah. acted. So um, one of the foretellers, uh, Ava, she was given the role by the Master of Masters to basically go out and hand pick hand pick rather a number of Keyblade wielders to basically live on past the war and. She essentially sends them to another world, basically, to start afresh and keep the light alive while the yeah. rest of the world falls into darkness. Yes. And she creates this group called the Dandelions, which is like they, they and those people eventually go on to become the new union leaders after the Keyblade War is over. And that's kind of these people down here. Uh, and that leads into the events of Union Cross, which is still ongoing. It's one of the longest running yeah. ones. Um, yeah, I can give you I can give you a uh, like we got like a. Uh, we got like just our little cast of characters down here. I actually don't want to go into it because it kind of is confusing. Because no, of these, I don't think we yeah should. these characters <laughs> these characters come back and it's really confusing and we don't know what's going on. There's like time travel and stuff involved. So yeah, um. <laughs> that's just the basic gist of mm -hmm. that's like the that's like the most important stuff of the Unchained Key slash Union Key slash yeah. Dark Road story for now. That to know for now because again the rest of it is unfolding and we don't know exactly where it's going to go yet yeah um this is yeah. this thing i'll tell you what this thing is this this little cat thing that's called a cheerithy that's like a little buddy that some of the yeah. blade wielders used to have it's like, pretty cute uh, dream spirits. Yeah, yeah like a little spirit it's kind of cute i guess uh it's a marketing ploy so <laughs> <laughs> Um, are there cheerithy plushes i mean there's gotta be right? oh there like, are there are yeah, yeah. i be. mean when yeah, they release some around Kingdom Hearts 3, I think. Okay. Oh, crap. Let's go back. Okay, there we go. Uh, so, <laughs> okay. now, yeah, this next... This brings us to the next game, which is... A really Earth good Ice game. Yeah. Really great game. It's an um, undetermined period of time after... Uh, you, there's not really... They don't really assign years to a lot of these things. They're, it's just 
an undetermined period of time after it's, an event happens. Yeah, it's assumed it's been a while. Like, yeah. like when I first played this, I would have assumed like thousands of years. But I mean, who knows at this point? <laughs> but I don't know um, exactly how time works in mm -hmm. like if it moves literally across the entire universe or if different worlds have different yeah. perceptions of time. Um, but yeah, at this point, the worlds have like developed and blossomed and there are like, I mean, there are literally thousands of worlds uh, yeah. potentially, you know, I cannot point. get over this image of angry Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse, yeah, he's, <laughs> dude, Mickey, Mickey comes to fight, dude. Yeah. So Mickey yeah. People up. It's great. This is Birth by Sleep. This was, uh, this was a pretty highly anticipated game. Um, it came out in 2010 on the PSP. Uh, I, I heard somewhere it was originally actually supposed to be a PS2 game originally, but they decided to remaster Chain of Memories instead for the PlayStation 2, so they decided to put this on PSP. Um, PSP needed more games anyway. Uh, I didn't play this game till it was on PS3, though, because I never owned a PSP. Um, but it's a really good game. Um, I mean, I owned a PSP, but I didn't I didn't pick it up on PSP. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't play it until it came out on uh on, all right yeah. so this guy right here <laughs> this is literally big daddy the second most important character in yeah. this entire story and, in and he game, was introduced after the second game already came out this version of him yeah you'll see you'll <laughs> oh, see God. my dude you'll 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 see <laughs> you'll see so, uh yeah. yeah this is xehanort uh, big daddy of the series. Uh, in this game, he was voiced by the late, great Leonard Nimoy. Uh, rest in peace. Um, rest in peace. <laughs> um, yeah, live long and prosper. Yeah, live long and prosper. Um, and yeah, so he, once upon a time, I, I, okay, by the way, Drew, I made this PowerPoint based off of your notes. So we're going to go into, we're going to go into the whole, uh, hello. There yeah. we go. So Xehanort. He had a he had an apprentice named Ventus, right? This little kid right here, this little boy, and um, he really wanted to make this magical, uh, mythical weapon known as the Keyblade, but not like not like key as in K E Y, uh, key as in X key. X. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> This is different from your normal Keyblade, uh, Drew. Do you want to go into what that is? Because I don't exactly remember what it's supposed to do. So the Keyblade is the ultimate weapon, essentially. And it's one of the only ways to access Kingdom Hearts, like the namesake of the series. Yeah. Which it's is an actual physical object. Yeah, it's allegedly like the heart of all worlds. Mm -hmm. huh. Whatever that means, whatever that entails. Um, Basically, nobody if really you knows. control Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, you, you can control can everything. Do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. It's and, even and... like like Xehanort's. Well, I don't want to get into his whole plan right now. Yeah. But essentially, what Xehanort wants to do is use kingdom hearts to literally rewrite rewrite the world that's yeah, how so powerful this thing is he thought that he could get kingdom hearts by creating this thing called the keyblade <laughs> and um uh he tried to like what did he try to do with ventus to like make him do it or whatever so like... what you need so what you need to create the keyblade the way you forge it uh, is you need an extremely powerful source of light and, ex and an extremely powerful source of darkness. And basically, 
Xehanort was trying to get Ventus, who had a very powerful source of light and also a very powerful source of darkness, to tap into that darkness in order to forge the Keyblade. But it didn't work. <laughs> yeah, Ventus being stubborn. Yeah, he he did. So so this guy is like, well, okay, I, if you're not going to do this, I'm going to make it for you. So he uh, he literally splits Ventus into two, right? Mm-hmm. So we got this this chum right here named Venetus, who is representative of Ventus's darkness, and then the rest of Ventus, which kind of just goes comatose. Yeah. <laughs> uh. And so uh, the reason why he's in front of that island is because Xehanort is like, well, fuck, this kid's dead. I'm just going <laughs> to go dump him at the island I grew up yeah. on. He just so... basically drops him off and is like, all right, well, that plan didn't fucking work. Guess I'm going <laughs> to go do something else now. But but Ventus survives. Mm-hmm. And um, he, uh, he, while he's lying comatose on this island he manages to uh another source of light manages to kind of reach out to him and bring him back uh Uh, so he's alive but he doesn't remember anything he doesn't remember what happened uh but xehanort's like oh shit this kid's alive so he goes and he dumps him with his old childhood friend named ericus who is voiced by mark hamill and uh, his name oh. backwards is Square because Square also Phoenix. also yeah. uh, Sergio. I want you to take a guess who you think Ventus is voiced by. Yeah, who is Ventus voiced by? This little boy, a famous actor. He's a famous guy. Famous guy. Famous guy. Very okay. very big in the music industry. In the mid two thousands. Jesse McCarthy. Yeah. You- fucking called it yeah oh, did i yeah you called it yeah you, he's voiced by jesse mccartney yep so, that was a total guess yeah he's voiced by jesse mccartney but jesse mccartney is actually a really good voice actor so mm-hmm. i will you know i think everyone who's in this series does a pretty good job uh for the most part there are some misses in kingdom hearts one with uh a certain member of nsync voicing sephiroth but uh, <laughs> um <laughs> other than that it's pretty it's pretty cool so anyway uh, Xehanort goes and dumps off this co- like this like you know amnesiac little child off with his old friend who lives in this place called the Land of Departure, and he is uh, he has two apprentices of his own already, and that would be Terra and Aqua, who are they're a little bit older than Vin, I think. Um, yeah, but... I think it's assumed that like Terra and Aqua are probably in their like in the like fifteen to sixteen range. <laughs> And then mm-hmm. Ventus is probably maybe like thirteen or twelve. At, when when this happens. When this happens. Yeah, yeah, when this happens. This is this all happens before the game. So um before the yeah. game. So you haven't even started game. playing yet. Yeah, you haven't started playing yet. Um okay. but uh yeah, and so Xehanort's like, so we're I'm gonna dump you with this guy and then I'm gonna peace out for a little bit, train this other kid who's like who's like the evil you and then i'm gonna come back and get you when you're when you're like you know a little bit more uh better at doing keyblade stuff yeah so I mean, obviously he doesn't say this but mm-hmm. like yeah this is this is ex- this is pretty much what he's thinking yeah this is, is like... what this is what his plan was yeah so uh f- four years go by i think right drew is that what it was four years i think so yeah around around four years and uh they all these three they become friends um 
the best of friends. Yeah. Uh, it's very important to mention that Ventus looks up to Terra like an older brother, essentially. Yeah. Like, he's way more attached to Terra than I think he is to Aqua, and that's pretty important for what yeah. happens later. Uh, I think, yeah, like, so the way this relationship dynamic really works, in my opinion, is I think Aqua and Terra are, like, 100% in love with each other. Um, <laughs> like, I mean, it's just true. I mean, uh, I, I mean I, maybe, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I think they are. Um, or at least I think Aqua loves Terra. But, like, uh, and Inventus really looks up to Terra, uh, Terra, obviously, like what Drew said. Yeah. And then, like, like I, I guess, like, uh, Aqua's kind of like an older sister to Ven, but, like, you know, they're, like, friends, but they're not, like, as close gotcha. as, like, the other I mean, two really, are. So really, it's... the two of them are basically, like, the parents to Ven. Yeah. yeah. Like, they're, they're like, always oh. trying to coddle him. They're trying to make sure he stays out of harm's way. Yeah. You know. He's also not as far along in his like mastery of the Keyblade as they are, so like he kind of looks up to them as well. And uh, Aqua at the beginning of the game, she makes them these little charms called Wayfinders, and it's cute and you know stuff like that. Um, so they're like um, Lisa and and Mark and Danny from the room. Oh yeah, yeah. Except <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Except You're tearing me apart, and Aqua. With Aqua and and Tara at the same time. Oh, he was doing a pillow fight, though. Come on. (laughs) Where'd you get the drugs, Ventus? (laughs) I think if anybody's a stoner, it's definitely Tara. (laughs) Yeah, Tara's kind of like the guy who... Well, no, I don't know. He would be the guy who's like, well, I didn't study. (laughs) No, Aqua's the studier. Yeah, Aqua's the studier. Tara's the guy you go to uh, for, like, PCP. (laughs) And Ventus does it once and, like, passes out. Yeah, right. <laughs> Has to go to the ER. <laughs> All right. Do you want to talk about the Mark of Mastery, Drew? <laughs> yeah. So uh, so basically, uh, Terra and Aqua are at the end of the road of their training, and they're going to undertake the Mark of Mastery exam, which will hopefully t- determine whether they are strong enough to be declared Keyblade, Keyblade Masters, Masters. to go out and do their own missions unaccompanied and you know just basically joyride around the world yeah. um so like star wars there is a lot of, okay i'm i'm gonna say this now there is a lot of parallels between yes. this game and star, this like star wars like uh prequel so just well, especially keep, episode three yeah keep that in your mind as you're watching this yeah oh, and mark yeah. hamill's in this so mark hamill's yeah in it. yeah so okay, I'm gonna does try he, and point does he out. sound like Mark Hamill, or does he yeah. sound like more like he the Joker? He kind of sounds like Mark Hamill. Yeah, you can kind of tell it's him. He sounds like now Mark Hamill. He doesn't. He 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 doesn't sound like the Joker, but like he sounds like he sounds like Luke in like the Last Jedi kind of, except yeah. a lot more proper, less like you know, down on his look or whatever. Yeah, but you can you can definitely kind of tell it's Mark Hamill mm-hmm. though. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so Terra and Aqua are going to go through the Mark of Mastery. Ericus and Xehanort are in attendance yeah, uh, to see... watch this unfold. Oh, shit. Sorry. <laughs> I keep I keep doing weird stuff. I'm sorry. Oh, it's all good. Uh, so yeah, so as they start the Mark of Mastery, Xehanort uses the powers of darkness to manipulate the exam. and th- So their Mark of Mastery exam com- consists of them hitting these balls of light, which I don't understand how that demonstrates mastery. But anyway, it's a fucking tutorial, I guess. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. So he turns the balls of light into balls of darkness, and they have to hit the balls of darkness. Um, And 
essentially what happens during this is that Aqua is able to hold her composure and uh, keep to the side of light. But Terra has a side of darkness and he taps into it apparently to try yeah. and beat the balls of darkness. And this prompts Ericus to declare that Aqua is a master and Terra failed. He needs uh, more work. Yeah, he needs he needs a little bit more training apparently to yeah. master his heart. Uh, yeah. Terra is big upset about this. Big upset. <laughs> Get it? Um, so they gave him the the title of knight, but not the title of Jedi Master. Yes. 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 Exactly. <laughs> um. So yeah. So after this happens, uh, Ericus calls Terra and Aqua into the chamber and tells them about these uh, enemies called the Unversed. And these are creatures that are kind of running amok across the universe. And uh, specifically, Aqua and Terra are tasked with protecting the princesses of heart, mm-hmm. uh, who are uh, Cinderella, of- Snow White, oh, yeah. um, Aurora, I mean, Jasmine, but she's not in this game. Yeah. But uh, basically, the princess of princesses of light are people like the disney princesses yeah they're disney the disney princesses but importantly they have uh pure hearts of light meaning there is no darkness whatsoever in their hearts yeah so basically Uh, in like kingdom hearts lore everybody has darkness in their hearts except for princesses of heart Mm -hmm. so um yeah after so yeah tara leaves right after yeah tara leaves uh Um, to go start his mission yeah, and then Aqua follows, and then uh, Ventus is like, I, I want to go too, because like I think what happens is uh, Venus is like, oh, Terra is going to, mm-hmm. he's he's going to go, and he's not going to be the same guy when he comes back, and so, yeah. uh, so Ventus is like, whoa, that's not cool. I love Terra, so he goes mm-hmm. after him. Yeah. Um. So specifically, the order in which they shame. leave, because this is yeah. important, is mm-hmm. Terra leaves first. Ventus runs after Terra uh, and, like, tries to tell him something, but then Terra leaves and Ventus is like, well, I need to go find him. I need to make sure he's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aqua, who is still in the chamber with Ericus because she's being given a secret mission by Ericus to keep an eye on Terra yeah. and make sure the darkness does not take control of him. Uh, once Aqua is given this mission, she then learns that Ventus has left the land of departure and immediately leaves to go find, uh, well, mm-hmm. both of them, but yeah, specifically to go find uh, Ventus because he he's not big enough boy to go traipsing yeah. around the world by himself. He's a baby. So yeah. also, um, yeah. So they all they all leave, and the way this game is structured is there's three different campaigns that you play. You play one, and then you play another, and then you play another, and then uh, they they branch off from here basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I made a list of all the Disney worlds in this game that you go to. Yeah. Um, thing i so, like about this game is that it's mostly like older games because this was a prequel like so it's like older, older yeah older disney older disney movies were used except for lilo and stitch i don't know why um there was also supposed to be a jungle book world but they cut it yes um, uh, toy story was also supposed to be in this but then they also cut it they tried huh. to do toy story like three or four times before <laughs> mm-hmm. so um I- but so we're not going to go into all of the Disney World exploits because no. we would literally be here for like two yeah. days. I think if we if we talked about everything that happened in all the Disney Worlds in all of the games. Yeah. So yeah. basically, we're not going to cover the the Disney World exploits from any of the games. Mm-hmm. 
unless something just, really important happened there but really yeah unless like important happens there i didn't mention important. anything so yeah like the disney worlds basically just serve to kind of uh either light character development for the main characters or you know occasionally there will be something super huge and critical happen in them but not usually um yeah. So basically the main thing for this first set of Disney worlds is that uh, Tara is tricked into using the powers of darkness by various villains mm -hmm. such as Maleficent, the evil queen. Um, and then uh, Ventus is like, who is like kind of traipsing behind uh, Tara is learning that, Oh, his friend was using the power of darkness. And he's like, wait, that doesn't sound like Tara. Tara wouldn't do that. Uh, Aqua, who is behind Ventus, goes to these worlds, learns what Terra is doing in these worlds, and is like, "Yeah, that sounds like something Terra would do." I'm gonna go. I'm I'm angry at Terra now. Yeah. Um, and slowly over the course of this game, like Xehanort kind of starts to like get into Terra's head too, mm. like a sort sort of like a certain chancellor. Yeah. If you know what I mean. He's whispering <laughs> sweet nothings. Sweet in nothings. Ear, not the darkness. Um, so like I included this little uh, this little picture down here. Uh, they re they, so you you play a couple hours and then you, they the trio meets back up in this place called Radiant Garden, which is like a big like really uh, it's populated like a area. Experience. Yeah, like, like it's really prosperous, really cool. You fight like this like weird robot thing there. I think it's another unversed. Uh, this is like your basic unversed, like your baby version, and then this is like mm -hmm. a big big one. It's a big daddy. Um, big daddy. So they, uh, you know, they fight that thing. And then uh, I think that's where, like, they get into an argument, right? Like, yeah, so they combine their powers and they're able to defeat the, the Trinity armor, I think is what mm -hmm. it's called, unversed. Uh, and, but they don't really celebrate after that because Aqua immediately jumps into, like, lecturing Terra about yeah, using like, the powers of darkness. Big mom and, mode. And, yeah, and Terra is basically, like, you know, gets all really defensive, is like, I'm not trying to use the powers of darkness, you know, back the fuck off. And mm -hmm. then Ventus is, is trying to, you know, break up the fight. Uh, Terra leaves, kind of storms off because he's, he's angry. Uh, and then Ventus gets mad at Aqua for making Terra uh, leave. And so then he runs off and Aqua's just kind of left there just being like, am I the bad guy? <laughs> like, <laughs> Am I responsible for this? Yeah. No, so... no, it's Terra that is responsible. What is this? Oh. Um, so oh, yeah. oh, this isn't, this is, this is, this is a slide I added because you didn't, you didn't mention this in your, in your notes. So I added this myself. Okay. So throughout the course of the game, they go to a lot of different places. And uh, at one point they go to the Destiny Islands, which is where uh, Xehanort dumped off uh, Ventus way back when. Um, and when Terra's there, he runs into this little boy named Riku and he's like, you know what? This kid seems pretty cool. I'm just going to bequeath him the power of wielding the Keyblade. And then in like 10 years, I'll come back and train this kid. So mm -hmm. he does that. Right. And, uh, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, he does so that. Terra basically is like, cause, cause he's Riku is like, I want the power to protect my friends, you yeah. know, especially Sora. And uh, he's like, you know what, kid, you're all right. And yeah, he he basically 
allows him to one day assume the power of the Keyblade. Yeah. So, and then Aqua does something similar, though it's completely accidental. She accidentally bequeaths the power to wield a Keyblade to this little girl named Kyrie, who lives mm-hmm. in Radiant Garden. And she, I think she's like getting attacked by like monsters or something, and she yeah. saves her. And then Kyrie's like, I got some flowers for you. And then yeah. Aqua accidentally gives her the power to so, wield a Keyblade. Yeah, like during the attack, uh, she's like, she tells Kyrie to like stay behind her or something. Mm-hmm. And then when Kyrie moves behind her, she touches the hilt of Aqua's keyboard. Yeah, that's what happens. That's, that's how that happens. happens. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so I think what I have now is, okay, so yeah, this is where this is where Ventus finds out the truth about who he really is. Yeah. So Ventus so... at some point finds out that, you know, he was actually Xehanort's apprentice and that, you know, Xehanort did this crap to him that he didn't really like. So he goes to confront Ericus about it. But before he can do that, Terra comes. And because Terra this whole time has been manipulated by Xehanort. And I don't remember exactly what happens that that leads him to this point. Do you remember, Drew? Well, okay, so important thing that you kind of skipped over. Ventus goes to Ericus not only to learn more about the truth, but also at the end he asks Ericus to basically yeah, kill he, him. Yeah, he asks him to kill him because so he's that like Xehanort I don't... can't accomplish his plan. Yeah, yeah, because he learns that Xehanort's trying to do this thing to him. So he asks mm. him to kill him. I yeah, forgot Jesus. about that. Yeah. yeah. Uh Terra goes to uh Terra finds Master Xehanort and Xehanort is like pulling like an ultimate scar from the Lion King move. He's like yeah, he's like Terra, he you have to hurry. Ericus is mad. He's going to kill Ventus. He's going to kill Ventus. Yeah, that's what it was. That's what it was. I forgot. And Terra's like, uh, hell no, not on my watch. So yeah, Terra rushes to the land of departure. Yeah, so he's, so Xehanort's playing like 3D chess over here, right? So, so yeah, Ventus asks Ericus to kill him, but then Terra shows up, and you know what Terra freaking does? Terra, Terra kills the guy. Terra Terra kills his his master. Kills his master. Uh, so rip. Uh, um, and after this happens, the whole world starts to go to shit because I guess Ericus's power was what was holding the world together. Uh, I mean, basically, it's just a metaphor for like you know the light going out of the world. I guess. Um, Yeah. yeah. So after this, uh, the the whole the 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 trio they reunite again for this final showdown at this place called the keyblade graveyard which is where the keyblade war was fought back in the day uh you know which we just talked about and so there's kind of a bunch of fights that go on here i have like a bunch right here so like aqua fights this guy named brig who is so a little he's just kind of this guy who's been around the entire game he's not like super important but he works for this guy named ansem right and Mm -hmm. ansem's like has he has these like apprentices they're like researchers or whatever and he's one of his researchers and they're doing stuff with like the heart and all that stuff um doing researches on like hearts and darkness and you know all that kind of stuff he's a man of science but like throughout the game Bragg is kind of like a double agent almost like he's kind of like close with xehanort too yeah he's working like directly with xehanort yeah so and they don't i i don't think they really go that much into depth about what they were trying to do but like uh like he you see he's got like an eye patch and stuff that's because like i think it was tara who like Mm -hmm. Tara, like, gets him in the face, and that's how he loses his Tara, eye. Tara, so Brig uses, like, these energy crossbows, 
and Briggs shoots a bolt at Tara. Tara blocks it successfully back, and it pierces through Briggs' eye. Yeah, so this so. guy's actually, like, a major character. So, like, it, there's no, like, organic way to introduce him, because I feel like he's such a, like, a minor character in this game. But, like, he's there. <laughs> so, yeah, you got Aqua versus him. You got Tara versus Xehanort. You got Ventus and Vanitas taken off. But... But wait, because uh, Vanitas actually possesses Ventus, and yeah. uh, so Aqua has to fight the possessed version of Ventus. So, uh, so well, this this also uh, Ventus and Vanitas merging together. This creates the Keyblade. Yeah, it creates and, that the Keyblade. Yeah, so. and uh, and Xehanort, uh basically summons kingdom hearts and is about to unlock its full power at yeah. this moment he is the closest he's ever been yeah. to achieving his goal <laughs> yeah yeah so they fight they fight fights ensue yeah. um mickey mouse is also here like the entire time like yeah. <laughs> i felt i felt like including him but like, yeah no, i mean he is kind of important like he shows up he's an apprentice i think he's an apprentice during this game so he's yeah. not a fully fledged keyblade master yet he's just kind of like this young mouse boy who he's just wants upstart. to yeah yeah he's not you know keyblades yeah. are not stuff. you're supposed to bully someone around but so it's very important that he knows who all of these people are. yeah he knows every single one of them and he remembers their names he remembers everything. Until he doesn't. Until apparently. he doesn't. So the big event that happens during this battle, right? So uh, remember how Tara and Xehanort were fighting, yep. right? So Tara beats Xehanort, but Xehanort's like, "Well, shit, I'm like an old man," and he's like, "I'm my body's useless, right? Because I'm old and I'm decrepit." So this 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 dude literally like stabs himself in his heart, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. And then his heart, his own heart. Yeah, and then he possesses Tara's body. Xehanort is basically like call an ambulance, but not yeah. for me. <laughs> Gosh, <laughs> okay. So he possesses Tara's body, and so Tara's like consciousness or heart—I don't remember which one—goes into his freaking Keyblade armor, which is like these characters—they all wear armor to travel mm -hmm. between the worlds. But Tara's spirit possesses the armor. Uh, and so you fight, you fight your, the possessed version of yourself as this armor, and yeah. it's uh, referred to as the lingering yeah, will. So this is literally, will. this is literally Terra's fighting spirit, essentially, mm -hmm. is yeah. what is residing inside this armor right now. Yeah, but uh, so yeah, you, they but, fight. Yeah, I mean they fight, but Terra is not able to mm -hmm. take control back of his body though no he's not so what happens after this is so the other fights that happen so aqua wins all of her fights but then she fights uh she fights the possessed version of ventus she wins but while that's going on ventus and vanitas are kind of fighting for conscious like like inside of his head or whatever yeah um ventus wins but only barely and he's so he's so like like mentally and like I'm like damaged by it that like he goes comatose mm -hmm. and he's like basically put into a coma so he aqua you get yeah, this boy this boy sleeps more than anyone oh, so yeah. aqua puts him aqua takes him back to the land of departure and goes into the castle there and puts him in a room and then locks up the room and then kind of uh changes the castle so like she kind of like she rearranges its architecture yeah. to essentially create a new world. Yeah, so so uh, Ventus is safe there. Yeah, but nobody then can find she, him. 
yeah, she goes back to Radiant Garden after that, where she runs into the possessed Tara. And so those two fight and she wins, but she doesn't want to kill Tara. So using the last of her strength, she like sacrifices herself so Tara can live. Well, okay, so what so what exactly happens? Yeah, it's I don't remember. <laughs> that that's it's yeah, that's kind of I guess downplaying it, but it it is a little confusing. So yeah, what happens it's... is Ter- so there's a part of Tara's spirit, his fighting spirit that's inside the armor, but there's also still a part of Tara inside his body. And so the part that's inside his body is trying to fight Xehanor for control. And it's during this moment uh that uh, Aqua is able to best uh, Terranort, as we're going to call him. And uh, during this, Terranort begins to fall into the realm of darkness from a portal that he opened. Um, and he begins to fall into the realm of darkness. Aqua dives in to save him. Uh, yeah. However, she realizes that both of them are not going to be able to get out. She gives Terra's body her keyblade and armor to guide him back to the realm of light. And she falls deeper and deeper into the realm of darkness yeah so that's what that's what this place is down here that's where she ends up but she's the beach like, but she's like at least my friend is alive my friends are alive right one's yeah. like in a coma and the other is like but so this is what happens to tara tara nort he wakes up uh in radiant garden uh, where he was left uh and he's taken in by ansem this is ansem right here uh and he's like what's your name who are you and he's like oh he doesn't remember anything except the name Xehanort. So he's like, my name's Xehanort. And then, uh, yeah, that's that's Brig. He's like, hey, buddy, do you remember our plan? Like, are you Tara? Like, what's going on? He's like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he, has, he doesn't have any memories except he knows the name Xehanort. That's yeah, so he gets he gets taken in by Ansem and his uh, apprentices, basically. And that's kind of where the game ends off. Yeah. So, well, is... okay, so one last thing. So you remember that heart... Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Connected mm-hmm. to at the beginning of the game when he was in his yep. first coma. I forgot um, about that. Well, so what's left of Ventus's heart goes to reside within that heart, which is our main baby boy, Sora. Sora. Yeah, who's just a little baby. He's a little yeah. boy, but he's like, you can live in me. Yeah. Um, so, and then speaking of Sora, speaking of Sora, so remember how at the beginning of the game, he uh, Sora helped him uh, like come back, right? Well, mm-hmm. so remember how Vanitas he wears a helmet, right? He he doesn't have a face, or so you think. Well, it turns out because of uh, because of the fact that Sora was an influence on Ventus, that inherently uh, like influenced how Vanitas looks. So Vanitas is. Black-haired Sora. Whoa. <laughs> oh, my so God. Like, yeah, he's, and he's also he's also voiced by Haley Joel Osment, who voices Sora. Um, and he does, like, a really good job. He's, like, all right. evil and stuff. So Yeah. Good old Haley it, Joel. It's, it's weird, though, because, like, Xehanort technically split them before Sora, yes. like, had an influence on Ventus's heart, so it doesn't really make sense. Yeah, it doesn't make... Well, actually, that's there was Kingdom somebody... That's Kingdom Hearts for you, baby! Yeah, there was somebody who called that, like, before the game came out. Like, they were like, Vanitas is gonna be a black-haired Sora. And, like, he, he wrote this, like, essay over, like, why it was gonna be a black-haired Sora, and I'm like, I think he's right. And then he ended up being right, so... That's funny. That's so funny. Yeah. Well, all, right, all this on. to say, we're Real finally quick. at the. 
Oh. Drew. 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 Oh no. He keeps cutting in and out. Okay, um, while this is happening, I'm gonna give something to drink. Yeah, we'll we'll uh we'll we'll break here and then uh we can figure out what's wrong with Drew. Are you back? Oh, there, there we are. Okay, okay. Sergio's I, yeah. gonna get uh okay. Sergio is going to get a quick drink and then we will continue okay. with Kingdom okay. Hearts one. Oh, drinking God. drinking my wine. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah it's actually you're... pretty good. I, what, I, what is it? The Coppola, Sophia Coppola. I'm going to go get another can. I'm going to go get another can while uh, Sergio. Oh, two drink Emma. Here we go, baby. <laughs> hey, two drink Emma. <laughs> She's going to down that entire four pack of Sophia Coppola wine tonight, I guarantee you. Goddamn. All right. I'm back. I'm going to eat this pizza while you guys talk to me. Okay, well, Emma went to go get more wine. <laughs> she's gonna, I tell you, man, she's going to down that entire four-pack tonight. I guarantee you. Okay, so we got how many games left until we're calling it? Uh, so we have three, three more games. Okay. So, yeah, yeah this, is, this is the first game, finally. Mm-hmm. But I don't so think I... I don't think I have as much info on this one because it's 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 important to remember that this is the first game in the series. So this is where the lore is most basic. Yeah, this is this yeah. is the most straightforward, the most straightforward game. Like Kingdom Hearts game is ever going mm-hmm. to get. And and honestly, Chain of Memories is pretty straightforward too. It's like it's the games after like Kingdom Hearts two and onward where it really starts mm-hmm. to get weird. Yeah. So Birth by Sleep was a kind of a clusterfuck as well because yeah. there's like three interweaving stories and you yes. need to play all of them to get the full story and, and there's and a it's lot also, happening yeah it's also important to remember that that came out after kingdom hearts one kingdom hearts chain of memories kingdom hearts two and then days had already come out too so it was building on all of those stories so it, it's a lot to explain especially if you've never played the other ones yep. so um but anyway but, so yeah, yeah. so the Kingdom Hearts 1 came out in 2002 on the PS2. It's almost 20 years old. The very first, the very first baby game. I still have my, um, I still have the, the black bar PS2 box, which is actually, I think, worth a pretty penny now. I don't know which one I have. I think I have greatest hit. I've got, I've got both the, I've got black bar for both Kingdom Hearts 1 and Kingdom Hearts 2. I bought them really late, so I don't think I have black bar, but um, it Actually, so, Kingdom Hearts was my first What does that mean, black bar? Like the, uh, original the original release. Box. So, like, after yeah. a while, if a game sold enough, it got a greatest hits version, which is, like, a red bar instead of a green bar or a gotcha. black bar. Yeah, so those are, those are, like, more... Those there's more of those. It's like a first edition versus a mm-hmm. second, third yeah. edition. So Kingdom Hearts One takes place ten years later mm-hmm. after Birth by Sleep. As you can see, Sora, Riku, and Kairi. They're all well. They're like fourteen now. Riku's fifteen, but mm-hmm. Kairi lives with Sora and Riku on Destiny Islands, and it's a little confusing why, but she lives there now. Just, just go yeah. with it. And they're all friends, right? They're the best of friends. Um, Riku and Sora have been friends since they were kids, but as they get older, their relationship kind of becomes like almost like, like a kind of a friendly 
rivalry. Like they're rivals, yeah. Yeah, they're rivals. They're shown in rivals. They're like Deku and Bakugo. Oh they my keep god. Track of, they keep track of how many times they've won up to each other. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, like they they race to like to see who's gonna be captain of their fucking raft. Like, yeah, yeah they're yeah. are they secretly in love with each other? Yeah, they yeah, are. they they want to share a palpu fruit with each other. It's yeah, yeah it's pretty great. Uh, I like their the game, pants. They have cool yeah, pants. They have cool pants. So <laughs> yeah, uh, and uh, Sora, like we mentioned, was is voiced by Haley Joel Osment, uh, mm-hmm. and Kyrie is voiced by Hayden Panettiere, at least in the first couple games. Um, Riku is voiced by this guy named David Gallagher, who is like a child star. He really doesn't do much else besides Kingdom Hearts anymore. I mean, Riku's just a sexy guy. Sexy guy. You know? He's just a sexy guy. <laughs> Yeah, he does a really good job voicing Riku, though. So, oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, they live on the island, and they want to leave. They want to build a raft and leave. Um, Specifically, like, I think it's more Riku than anything is yeah. really desperate to escape the island. Like, he really, really wants to like, see He really wants to go. He really and wants to see the world. He kind of just, just ends up talking Sora and Kairi into it, I think, mm-hmm. is kind of what it's implied. But, um, yeah. Yeah, so the night they build this raft, right? And the night before they they head out, um, there's a storm, and Sora's like, "Oh God, I gotta go save the raft." So he, so the island they hang out on is like a smaller island that's connect. That's like close to the big island, which is where everyone lives. But you never see it. Which but is you never. Well, you see it once. You see it. Well, in I mean, you see it in Kingdom Hearts too. But what I'm saying is yeah. like. You never see it from the island, even though it's supposed to be pretty no. close. No, they live on, like, you start the game and you're, like, on this, like, really small island and you're like, it's what? Really what is this? Also, also, I just want a quick sidebar. I want to just point out the fact that they wanted to build a raft to sail to a different mm-hmm. world. I just, I just want to They're point kids. out that fact. Because okay, this is probably not making sense to you, Sergio, but you can't just sail to another world. It's like okay? it's like a pallet. It's like they built a pallet and they were gonna <laughs> sail away on that pallet. <laughs> like yeah, in this world, you need like something extraordinary or in like this universe, castaway. Yeah, like need... castaway. They were basically gonna cast away a raft and like, yeah, go somewhere. But they weren't gonna ever fucking go anywhere because they were always no. going to end up on Destiny Islands no matter where they went. <laughs> Yeah. So basically, the night the night this happens, there's a the night before they leave, there's a storm. So Sora goes out. Oh God, I thought I dropped my wand, but it was just a plushie. I'm so sorry. I had like an I almost had a heart attack. It was my drink on the strikes again. Oh, it was my Eevee plushie. My Eevee <laughs> plushie was falling, and I thought it was my wine, and I was like, Ugh. but anyway. The, the night before they go out, uh, Sora's about to eat dinner. His mom's like, Sora, dinner is ready, and this is the only time you hear his mom. <laughs> he never ate that dinner because he goes out to the island to try and save the raft. But when he goes there, uh, Riku is there and he's like, actually, no, that's not what he does first. He like, he like tries to go into this cave and then there's just like, there's this weird stuff. Like somebody, this cloaked guy is there and he tells him, yeah, he I was about be to say, the one to open the door. And then did ca- skip that part. Like before. Uh, yeah, I know. Before the night, yeah. <laughs> That's before the night. I'm so I haven't mm-hmm. played this game in a while. Yeah, he meets he meets this hooded man who's basically like this world is now connected, and you're gonna be and you're gonna uh, you know, this world's gonna be eclipsed by the darkness. Yeah. And, you know, so when he goes to the when he goes to the island that night, he goes to the cave, and Kyrie's there, right? And that well, and okay, so like. She well, flies first he does. First he does go to Riku. He finds Riku on a kind of like a little round uh, island. A peninsula. Peninsula, yeah, we'll call it that. And uh, and Riku's basically like, 
the door has opened, kind of echoing what the Hooded Man said earlier. And he's like, Sora, come with me. And he's like offering, you know, Sora his hand uh, in marriage. And, um, and they're, they're, so what's happening is Riku is being swallowed by the darkness as this is happening. And Sora reaches out to him, but is not able to quite uh, grab hold. Uh, So Riku disappears. Sora reappears on the island holding a keyblade. A keyblade, not the keyblade, but a a keyblade. Well, in this game, they treat it like it's the keyblade. Because at this point, it was was the keyblade. There was only only (laughs) one keyblade when this game came out, and it was Sora's. (laughs) And also, these little monsters called Heartless appear. And Heartless, uh, despite what the name might imply, are not beings without hearts. They are the embodiment of hearts that have been possessed by darkness. Hmm. So, just to clarify, they say that they are beings without Heartless in this that they say that they are beings without hearts in this game but that gets retconned so yeah they so are like basically if you do a whole bunch of nasty shit uh and and kind of just like are, are just in general a complete and total asshat you or if you like die or something like heartless. that like if yeah or if you you can also um kill yourself yeah. to become a heartless <laughs> true uh as as happens, this that yeah. has happened throughout the series. So, um, but yeah, so he has the Keyblade now. Heartless starts showing up. Uh, he's able to fight, fight them, them with the Keyblade, but there's too many of them. So he rushes into the what they called the secret place. It was like yes. a little hideaway, little cave, little cave. He finds Kyrie standing there, but the door opens. The door that's in the secret place of the world literally opens and. Kyrie goes whooshing through Sora. Sora. Very important. And then she disappears. And then she disappears. Kind of. And then and then kind of the whole the whole island kind of disintegrates basically. Yeah, the world um, is devoured by the heartless yeah. essentially. Yeah, the the our, the world is gone. But after this, so so yeah, meanwhile, we got these two. <laughs> Donald Duck. These and two Goofy. chuckle fucks. <laughs> they are at the Disney castle, right? And they're looking for Mickey, who is the king, right? He's King Mickey. And uh, Mickey is nowhere to be found. But Mickey pieced out. <laughs> he pieced out. A lot of characters just peace out in this yeah. series. And uh, so Mickey left a note uh, to try and... And he, they were like, you gotta go find the key. Yeah. Uh, so, and, and also instructions to go find this huge in this place called Traverse Town, named Leon. Uh, And so uh, Goofy and Donald go to Traverse Town, which is a place where people go when their worlds have been devoured by darkness. Mm -hmm. So something that happened between Birth by Sleep and Kingdom Hearts 1 is this place, remember that place Radiant Garden? It got devoured Mm -hmm. by darkness, which is kind of why... Kyrie ended up in Destiny Islands. A lot of people speculate that instead of going to Traverse Town, she ended up there because of Destiny or whatever like that. So, but everyone else went here, including uh, these three. Uh, that's Leon, that's Yuffie, and that's Aerith. They're all Final Fantasy characters. Uh, Leon is actually named Squall, 
but they changed his name for Kingdom Hearts, uh, and he uh, he's from Final Fantasy VIII. He's the main character. I think his nickname in Final Fantasy VIII, though, is Leon. No, he goes by Squall. I know he goes by Squall, goes but by I, think Squall. His, I think his nickname is Leon. But, uh, yeah, and he's voiced by David Boreanaz from Buffy. Okay. Uh, in this game. Yeah, and then we got Yuffie. Uh, who is voice? Who's from Final Fantasy VII, and she's voiced by Christy Carlson Romano from Evil Stevens and Kim Possible. Okay, uh, and she she went on to voice her in uh, Advent Children as well, which is the Final Fantasy VII movie. Uh, <laughs> she was eventually replaced by the actress who plays Katara in Avatar, uh, but for the first couple appearances of Yuffie, where she was voiced, she's voiced by Christy Romano. Right? Yeah, May Whitman voices her yeah. now. And then we got Aerith, who has had a litany of voice actors. Uh, she's also from Final Fantasy VII, and she is voiced in this game by Mandy Moore. Um, so, uh, Rapunzel herself. Rapunzel herself. Um, so yeah, uh, basically, um, Sora ends up in Traverse Town. He meets Leon. They have a little powwow because Leon's like, What's going on? Why you have a keyblade? You're not. You're just a little kid. You know. They, liter- so. they literally have a powwow because Leon knocks the crap out of Sora. Well, you can beat him, but uh, <laughs> well, you can, but you still pass the fuck out. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's an optional boss fight. Like, well, not optional. Like, you don't have to win. Like, uh, so they meet up, and then I think what happens during this point is, um, Goofy and Donald get found by Aerith. Mm-hmm. Um, and they kind of fill them in on the situation that's going on. Um, they learn more about the Keyblade. Um, and then eventually, Sora, Donald, and Goofy all meet up, and they take on this, like, giant... Uh, I think it's the guard armor, right? Guard armor, the, guard, yeah. the guard armor, Heartless, which is, just, like, it's just a boss. Donald um, and they... Goofy literally land on top of Sora. Yeah, hence the picture I got there. Uh, but <laughs> basically, like, so Sora's kind of like a warrior class kind of character um donald's a mage and then goofy's like a it's like a shield he carries a shield he doesn't so goofy's like a guardian essentially yeah he's like a knight i think or something like that so they they fight this boss and they beat it and they're like hey we make a really good team and then goofy and donald are like well we're supposed to follow the key you're the key so we're gonna follow you around but wait Riku also ended up in Traverse Town, right? Because remember, no, Riku ends up in Hollow Bastion. He also he ends up in Hollow Bastion. I thought he yeah. ended up. No, he ends up in Hollow Bastion. No, he comes got... to Traverse Town later, though. I got ahead of myself. Yeah, that's the next time they go to Traverse Town is when they meet Riku. Yeah. Sorry, but this is where we learn about like the Disney villains, right? <laughs> so basically, yeah. Sora and Donald and Goofy team up because because also Donald and Goofy have a ship that will mm-hmm. uh, can travel th- between worlds. And uh, Sora's like, well, I got to find Riku and Kyrie. I might as well stick together with you guys. Yeah. Uh, Donald Goofy's like, we got to find, we got to follow the key bearer. So we might as well stick with you as well. Uh, after this, uh, we learn, yeah, the League of Disney villains is yeah. kind of like spying on them. Uh, this is led by Maleficent. Yeah. Uh, and she's gotten together with Jafar, Captain Hook, uh, Oogie Boogie. Hades. And Hades. Uh, yeah. And they're basically planning to take over all the worlds by working with the Heartless uh, to find the keyholes, which are yeah. keyholes are what leads to the heart of a world. Uh, so basically what the Heartless do is when they enter a world, they are searching for the keyhole so that they can then enter the keyhole 
and uh, take over the heart of the world and, and turn it to darkness and stuff. And yeah, these are all the Disney worlds. So like, yeah, in Kingdom Hearts 1, basically, Sora, Riku, or not Sora, Riku, Sora, Donald, and Goofy kind of go around all these Disney worlds and like mm-hmm. lock up, like defeat the Heartless there and then like lock them up basically to keep them safe. And so mm-hmm. we got like Alice in Wonderland, Hercules, Tarzan, Winnie the Pooh, Aladdin, Pinocchio, The Little Mermaid, Nightmare Before Christmas, Peter Pan. Fun fact, this is the only game that a Tarzan world appears in because after this is when uh, the Edgar Rice Burroughs estate had a dispute with Disney. So they Mm -hmm. lost the rights to Tarzan. So um, there's, this is the only time Tarzan appears. Um, And uh, I included this picture down here of a cloud with Hades because it's just funny. I don't know. Like this was, this was, this was like pretty soon after Final Fantasy seven came out. So the cloud, uh, the cloud fever was a, still pretty real during this time but uh also interesting to note that uh although the hundred acre wood which is winnie the pooh's homeworld, uh it does have a keyhole however it is apparently impervious to assaults from the heartless yeah yeah it's just too um it's too pure too pure <laughs> yeah um yeah uh, and when I say Pinocchio, you get swallowed by Monster the Whale at one point. So that's yeah, where you end up in the belly the, of the whale. Yeah, so it's kind of cool. And in, uh, kind of throughout this kind of uh, game, um, yeah, so throughout the game, um, Sora, Donald, and Goofy kind of they become a really good team. They fight all these worlds. But uh, kind of along the way, like uh, Riku, Riku's also around. He's kind of just doing his own thing, but. Maleficent finds him at some point and he's kind of like they've replaced you he's replaced you yeah <laughs> yeah don't, like don't you see like uh... so so um Riku ends up in Hollow Bastion after the after the Destiny Islands is swallowed and Maleficent initially finds him yeah. uh Riku at first is initially like you know Maleficent is trying to corrupt him and essentially turn him to their side because she's like this boy's got potential mm-hmm. uh and she tries yeah she basically tries to pin or pit rather uh yeah, pit Sora the two and, against each other Sora mm-hmm. and riku yeah. against each other um and riku initially is like no there's no way he would ever like you know riku or Sora's my best bud you know he would never do anything like that but then yeah they bump into each other at Trevor's town at one point and riku sees sora with donald and goofy and kind of starts to you know, get on like Melissa's page and Melissa's like, yeah, see, I told you they, he's replaced you with new friends. Uh, you're better off with me. Uh, let's go do dark stuff together. Like, yeah. You know. So, so what happens is, um, starting to, starting to feel a lot familiar. So th- this is hollow bastion right here. This is, um, this is kind of like the bastion where the heartless kind of hang, like it's kind of a heartless headquarters almost. Um, but it's also so the main thing that is kind of like the plot that the villain is trying the villains are trying to do is like kidnap the princesses of heart um, and 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 they get stored here because they want to like open kingdom hearts using the princesses of heart yeah. right you know, so they need to so they need the princesses of heart to open the final keyhole which will show the way to kingdom hearts yeah 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 so that's what maleficent wants so she kidnaps all the princesses of heart and then she also has uh, she also has Riku now, who uh, she gives this like really dumb like upgrade to. He gets this like really dumb looking outfit. Yeah. Um, His blade is called the Soul Eater. Which Soul is Eater. Cool. 
But he's like supreme edge lord right now. Yeah. Um. So eventually, though, uh, stuff 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 comes to a head when Sora and the gang end up at Hollow Bastion, and Riku confronts them, and he's like, "You know what? The Keyblade wasn't supposed to choose you. It was supposed to choose me, because if you remember." Uh, Terra bequeathed his Keyblade to Riku, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so what happened was, but what happened was, is that because Riku kind of went to the darkness, kind of, um, he lost his ability. The the Keyblade, when it was going to manifest within Riku, it was like, I don't know if this is the best bet, but you know who was right next to him? Sora. So Sora kind of inherited it from him. Like, he, well, the, the Keyblade chose him instead. At least in also... Also, the reason that Sora can wield the Keyblade in the first place of is because he has Ventus's, Ventus's heart, heart inside him. So, yeah, the Keyblade was like, I like this guy a lot more. So it was like, mm-hmm. but in the first game, in the context, it's like it chose Sora instead because it wasn't like. Yeah. Anyway, here, anyway, uh, Riku's like, you know what? That Keyblade is mine. So he takes it, basically. And yeah. it, uh, you know, it, uh, it obeys him because he's technically its rightful owner. Um, and then. Donald and Goofy are literally like, well, like, Sora. <laughs> peace. Uh, I know we just went through all that big adventure together and we kind of like formed a like a comrade in arms type relationship. Uh, but we're going to go with this guy because he's got yeah. the Keyblade now. We're, yeah, we're going to follow Riku. He has the Keyblade. He's the key. So we're going to go with him. So it sucks. It's stupid. Yeah. Um, but for some reason, like Beast, like from Beauty and the Beast is there because um, Belle was one of the princesses of heart and she got captured so he's like i gotta go get bell back so sora kind of teams up with the beast and he has this like really like like really bad like wooden sword that he fights with for (laughs) most of this level because he's like nerfed basically and uh but you know eventually he gets inside the castle and um he he meets up with uh, Riku, Donald, and Goofy, and he's like, you know what, Riku? I don't need the Keyblade because I have friends, and my friends are my power. Like that's that's power his like friendship. yeah, that's his famous line: is my friends are my power. Um, and the Keyblade at that point is like, oh oh wait, I'm supposed to be with this kid over here. So he gets his Keyblade back, right? And he fights Riku, and then yeah. stuff happens again, and then he fights Riku again. So well, and this is this. Okay. This is this is the important. This is like a huge turning point in the well, series right here. You skipped him fighting Maleficent though. <laughs> oh yeah, he fights Maleficent. I forget things. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm, I'm so... doing this mostly from memory. He fights Maleficent. Yeah. Um, oh. Should I? Should we mention? Okay, so Riku gets during this point. Riku gets approached by the 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 same cloak figure that Sora saw on the island. It was like the doors have been open and he kind of like merges with Riku. So it's kind of just like a weird like extra scene that's in there, but it's important for what's coming up. So he, uh, I think, so what happens is fight Maleficent in her human form. Right? Um, yeah. And then Riku comes in and he's like, well, I don't really need you anymore. Well, and he so, sounds different. Yeah, he sounds different. He's like, he's like, he sounds super evil now. And so he stabs Maleficent. Maleficent He's also got a brand new Keyblade of yeah, people's stab, stab Is this Angelina Jolie Maleficent? Or what are we talking no, about here? it's just like no. classic, classic Maleficent. So he stabs Maleficent, turns her into a dragon, Sora, Donald, and Goofy take her down, kill her, or whatever. Yeah. And so... Uh, no, they straight up murder her. Like, they she's straight, dead. straight up murder her. 
So he goes into the next room or whatever, and they fight. But before they fight, you find out that Riku has been possessed. And the name he gives is, he says, my name is Ansem, the Seeker of Darkness. (laughs) So, and then after that, you find out not only that uh not only that Riku is like been possessed by this weird dude uh you find out that uh so so Kyrie is there Kyrie's like unconscious body is there too right he finds Kyrie and he's like what's wrong with Kyrie why won't she wake up and Riku is like it's cuz uh her heart is inside you and then he's she, he go he gives the famous Kyrie's line Kyrie's inside of me the famous line Kyrie's inside of me oh. so and and you also find out Kyrie is a princess of heart. So she is needed for this grand plan, which is why she's there. Um, and so Riku's like, I need to get this heart out of you. So he fights Sora. They have this big, it's like a really like it's a really like fun, you know, hard boss fight. They fight, Sora wins. Uh and I think uh I think like I don't remember exactly what happens to like Riku after this. Like so... I don't does he like disappear? Does he like yeah, Riku kind of disappears. Um, so he, basically, he gains he gains some of his consciousness back here, right? Like, so basically, after this happens, um, Sora is so he wins the fight, but he's not able to seal the final keyhole because mm-hmm. it still requires Kyrie's heart to complete. Yep. So, so in order to do this, he's going to have to release his heart from his body, and he willingly d- does this. Yep. He. Uh, this, he stabs, stabs himself. himself with uh, the Keyblade and uh, releases Kyrie's heart and also his own. Yeah, this singular event creates a whole fuckery we are about to get yep. to. So Sora, uh, so at this point, Kyrie gets her heart back. Like, so she's yeah. fine. She just gets up, but Sora becomes a heartless. Yeah. Uh, so Donald and Goofy are basically trying to get Kyrie the fuck out of there now. Uh, however. Ansem, Seeker of Darkness, a.k.a. Ansem S.O.D., which is how I'm going to refer to him from now on, uh, is able to uh, take his actual physical form since he's leached enough power from Riku. Uh, and makes, and Riku's body is, is like, gone, essentially, at this mm-hmm. point. Um, Ansem is like, oh, no, you don't. I'm going to stop you. But then Riku's spirit appears and is able to hold back Ansem long enough for Donald, yeah, Goofy, and Kyrie to get the fuck out yeah, of there. They get out. They save the princesses of heart, right? Yeah, like, uh, yeah so so after this happens, uh, the princesses all there. of heart all awaken. Yeah, they're yeah. all able to they're all able to regain themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at this point, uh, Sora, who is now a heartless, uh, kind of chases after uh, Kyrie and Donald and Goofy to try and get their attention. Um, Donald tries to kill Sora kill him. <laughs> in his heartless form. Uh, and well, Kyrie Ky- knows. Kyrie knows. Yeah, Kyrie knows Kyrie, it's Sora. Kyrie and knows it's Sora. Grabs and using... him and mm-hmm. basically turns. He's able to regain his body yep. uh, through her power. Yeah. So Kyrie, the power of love. The power yeah. of love. So Kyrie is saved. Um, yeah. So um, there's not much really left after. The- this until the final battle um they leave but they come back eventually to seal the keyhole in yeah, hollow bastion to, 
Um, and then you find out that, uh, well, I mean, you don't really find out in this game, but we'll just tell you anyway. Hollow Bastion used to be Radiant Garden. I think so. Yeah. Did we say that? I don't yeah. think you said. I think you said Radiant Garden got turned into darkness and turned into Hollow Bastion. Oh yeah. Uh, so kind of. Uh, I think don't don't uh like Leon and the gang come and kind of reclaim it at the end of this game. Yeah. So after Sora, Donald, and Goofy seal the keyhole at Hollow Bastion, Leon and everybody else shows up and is like, "Well, this used to be our home, so we're gonna we're gonna hang out it. here and try and fix it." Um, they also importantly tell Sora that once uh, Sora goes and and uh, defeats Ansem and closes Kingdom Hearts, that all of the worlds will become disconnected. This honestly doesn't really mean a fucking thing. Doesn't because, mean shit. Because you can you can <laughs> still go to any world as long as you have a Keyblade and a, yeah. a gummy shit, pretty much. Which which in this game, it, it that that statement actually had some like weight to it but like three games later and it like doesn't. everyone has a freaking keyblade it's like doesn't yeah. matter anymore so. um so basically yeah sora donald and goofy go to the end of the world which is it's, yep. it's basically the mass graveyard for all of the hearts of the worlds that the heartless have devoured so i made i made a very clear attempt here to not include what ansem the seeker of darkness looks like <laughs> but <laughs> I'm gonna, t I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you're gonna see what he looks like. Uh, yeah. That's what Anthem Seeker of Darkness looks like. Looks kind of familiar, huh? I don't know about that. So they go to the end of the world and uh, they fight Ansem in this like boss gauntlet essentially. Which like he's voiced, he's Ansem is voiced by Billy Zane from Titanic. So like yeah. super but in really this game random. Only. Only this game. Only he this never game. came back. It's so the weird. cast list for this game specifically <laughs> so yeah. was like well, uh, another really thing random fact that is like not it's like not important to what's going on right now. But I think this is a game where Sean Astin voices Hercules. Yeah, yeah, Sean Astin yeah. voices Hercules. But it's, then in two, they actually got the actual guy actual who voices. actor. Him. It's so yeah. random. They had so many really good like people so in this weird. game. Like. Um, Samwise Ganji voices Hercules. Yes, voices Hercules. Yep. My God. They fight Ansem. They fight Ansem, the Seeker of Darkness, and his little back buddy right here. Uh, I don't. Dark. His little buddy. So uh, yeah. they win. Surprise. Oh my God! It's a gif. Um, yep, it's a gif. It's a gif because I couldn't find I couldn't find Riku in this scene in anything but a gif. So. Uh, so handsome SOD calls out to the power of Kingdom Hearts. He's like, fill me with the power of darkness. <laughs> and Sora's like, nope, Kingdom bitch. Hearts and he's like, Kingdom Hearts fights! And yeah, so the doors open. There's this blind, blindingly bright uh, flow mm -hmm. of light. And handsome SOD is like vaporized, essentially. Vaporized. Vaporized uh, by the power of light. Yeah, but um, so Kingdom that's, Hearts that's is actually behind this door. So Kingdom Hearts is actually light, but also there's darkness back there. So they still yeah. gotta close. The door. Yeah, it's really stupid because what's behind that door is the world of darkness. Yeah, so um. they still gotta close the door, uh, which can only be closed. It can be closed only uh, if there are two Keyblade wielders on, on both, both sides, sides to close the door. But so thankfully, thankfully, this is when Mickey is like, "Hey guys." Yeah, so Mickey appears, uh, very important. 
shirtless Mickey appears. Shirtless Mickey. Um, appears and is like, come on, Sora, we gotta close this door. Riku is also on this side of the door, uh, trying to help Sora close it. Um, also important, Aqua is <laughs> Aqua was there, too. Um, because she, she's been in the realm of darkness, right, yeah. this entire time. Uh, at some point, she bumps into Mickey. Mickey is like, I need to find the keyblade of the realm of darkness so that I can close the door. Her, so her and her and Mickey go off to, to find that. Mickey gets the keyblade, is attacked by a demon tide that makes him lose his shirt. Yeah, Critically important information. Mm-hmm. And then Aqua uses her immense power to hold back the crushing tide of Heartless from overpowering uh, Riku and Mickey while they close the door. Uh, and then I guess Mickey just Mickey and Riku just dip away from Aqua after this. I don't yeah. know why they were well, her. It's really stupid. It, I, there had to. I don't. I haven't played uh, zero point two was, in a really long. I played it once, so I don't it's, remember. It's a but uh, anyway, so the door is sealed and. Mm-hmm. Crisis and before, 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 uh, before Riku closes the door, he's like, "Take care of Kyrie," yeah. and then he's like, "Closes the door," and then, uh, I so think they're separated now. So Riku and Mickey are in the realm of darkness. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sora and Goofy and Donald are on the realm of light side of the door. And uh, there's this really touching scene after this of Sora and Kyrie reunite. So, so something we forgot to mention was that the uh, the final battle kind of takes place in the remnants of the destiny islands. Cause it's in this like area where all the worlds are just like the, the destroyed worlds yeah. go. So after this Kyrie is there and she's in her and Sora are kind of like, they, they have this really touching scene where they reunite and they're like, you know what? And, and Sora's like, I have to go find Riku, but I'll come back for you. And she's like, I yeah. know you will. And then she goes off and, uh, you know, uh, the, goes back to the island as it reforms, mm-hmm. and then uh, cue credits. Yeah, so Riku was like, take care of Kyrie. Yeah. So that was a fucking lie. That was a um, fucking lie. So to be fair, uh, Kyrie stays safe for like a really long time. Oh no, she does. She, yeah, she, she doesn't have like anything happen to her for a really long time. She's just living it up on the island. Meanwhile, yeah. these other two boys are like going through. They're going through it. So. so, yeah, now Sora, Donald, and Goofy are in some unknown world oh. in, like, a, a field, and they're like, we gotta go find Riku and the King, and, uh, fucking, I forgot the name of the fucking Pluto, how Pluto. did I do that? Pluto, Pluto appears has, with yeah. a letter in his mouth bearing the insignia of the King, so they go chase, they go try to chase down Pluto off to the next adventure. Yeah, off to the this next brings adventure. us to, to a whole a bunch of... A fuckery. <laughs> there has been a game taking place during Kingdom Hearts 1 and after Kingdom Hearts 1 and then during yeah. the second chronological game in the series. So, uh, yeah, there's two games that are happening right now. Um, but we're gonna fo- we're gonna do this from like a chronological standpoint. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna go to one, then we're gonna go to the other, then we're gonna go back to that other one. Yeah. So, and these yeah. are the last these are the last two we're gonna be covering tonight. So okay, good because I'm like yeah. struggling to. <laughs> it's okay. The Kingdom Hearts so. is draining you of your energy. Yes, I'm in the struggle bus right now. How are you doing so far? How are you doing so far? I think I get it. Yeah, it's not. But I, think... I don't get anything. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. It's... You're like the rest of us then. Yeah, yeah I know the like names. The so we yeah. got Aqua, Terra. Um, there was Mark Hamill. <laughs> Who's dead? Uh, He's dead. 
There's he actually uh, doesn't come. He doesn't come back either. So well, he Sora. he does, but he doesn't come back. Yeah. Raikou. Yeah. So the most important thing uh, is the friendship. Kari from Digimon, right? Kari from Digimon. <laughs> I think she was there. Uh, Mickey, obviously. Mickey. Yeah. Donald and Goofy. And I think you said there was like three Final Fantasy characters. There's um, there's actually a couple Final Fantasy characters in yeah. Kingdom Hearts. We only, covered, yeah. like, we only covered a couple because those are the only ones that are really important for the plot of the first yeah, game. Gotcha. So And then I think so. I think for some reason, I think I caught this, but like George Bush showed up, right? No. The president no. of the United no. States was not in the game? No. Obama was not there either. <laughs> Well, I mean, they go to Lilo and Stitch World, right? So, I mean, canonically speaking, George Bush would be in the game. So, the Lilo oh. and Stitch World actually makes no sense considering the timeline. So, came out in 2000, like in 2001. So, they could have stopped 9 11 and they, they chose not to. <laughs> and for that, I can never forgive Sora. The existence and- of a Lilo and Stitch World? <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, America does exist in Lilo and Stitch World. So, um, all right, Emma, do you want to take the death of I'll two thousand Americans? I'll, I'll take the rain. You want to take days? I'll, yeah, I'll take, take Chain of Memories so we can and break I'll, this I'll up. Fill in, I'll fill in some of the gaps on Chain of Memories. Let's uh, let's try and I guess let's try and speed run this as best as we we'll can. We'll try and speed run this. Sake. So we're gonna first talk. How do you think this title is pronounced, Sergio? Uh, Kingdom Hearts three hundred and fifty-eight slash two days. So you'd be wrong. This You're game is actually. <laughs> <laughs> the title of this game is actually pronounced Kingdom Hearts 358 Days Over 2, and it was released in 2009 on the Nintendo DS. And fun fact, this was the first game that came out after Kingdom Hearts 2. I know that, Wait, means, that means nothing okay, to you. So 358 Days Over, over 2. two. There's a but reason. Then, why, is a- the, why is it 358 Days? There's, there's a she, she just said there's, there's a, a reason. reason. There's yeah. a meaning behind this title. There's a meaning behind literally everything. Everything. Okay. So are they eating lollipops? What's are popsicles? <laughs> What's going on? So say okay, well, I'll get to that. We'll get to that, Sergio. Huh. So say somebody gets turned into a heartless, right? So as okay. I explained earlier, when somebody gets turned into a heartless their heart become like the their heart or their soul as drew was saying the becomes a heartless basically right but what happens to the body there's an empty shell that gets left behind yeah it's kind of like when once is oh okay <laughs> so <laughs> is that what you were expecting is that no, what you're expecting i was thinking something similar to happen to like ventus no i guess it's... no <laughs> This looks like freaking Silent Hill so nurses that, or something. That is a nobody, or Sergio. That's a nobody. So the names are very confusing. We got a heartless, which is the heart, and we got a nobody, which is the body. So basically, um, and another important thing that I will say now, because I feel like this is the best time to mention, is that heartless and nobodies have varying levels of strength. So a very strong heartless. Like, so if somebody becomes a heartless, the more darkness somebody has in their heart, the stronger their heartless will become. Mm -hmm. So Sora isn't very evil. So when he became a heartless, he became one of these guys. He became a shadow, which is like the basic most, you know, least offensive heartless that could be. They're the mill houses. Yeah. But the strongest heartless, the strongest heartless take a human form. 
So, and we'll get into that later. Mm. So just put a, put a pin in that. But like your boss heartless, those are pretty strong evil hearts, right? Evil hearts, not good hearts. Uh, but the strongest form a heartless can take is a human. So the opposite is kind of, well, not the opposite, but for a nobody, um, a weak hearted person is kind of a, this is called a dusk. Uh, that's kind of your basic grunt nobody. And it's kind of just your, it's like the equivalent of a shadow basically. And it is, it is the weak hearted individuals that become heartless, but the stronger, uh, like stronger of heart a person becomes, or a person is the stronger their nobody is. Um, Hmm. and the strongest hearted individuals have nobodies that take human form. So without further ado, sorry, quick quick aside yeah if you're if you're a completed person like if you're if you're a person who still has your heart and your body you are referred to as a somebody Somebody. unofficially kind of i'm dying (laughs) unofficially you're either you're either referred to as complete or like a yeah like 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 i feel like the somebody thing was kind of a fandom term Uh that they kind of adopted i've seen i've seen it used in official capacity it gets used officially what's like uh japanese and then like putting so many things on the nose so hey uh uh, fragile or die hartman heartless somebodies nobodies so so sergio do you remember when uh sora did this right he just did this so without further ado this is Roxas. This is Sora's nobody. So he he is they named. They make out. No, they don't really know each other exist. So, yeah. uh, look at Roxas and tell me, does he look familiar? Is he kind of like what Lux Lux L L U? Who does he look like? Who like he the is the face? A, yeah, like the look face. in the face, the face, the hair. Uh huh. He looks like Ventus, right? He looks yeah. like he looks like Ventus. So put a pin in that. <laughs> oh my god! Okay. <laughs> Just have pins over here. Have put pins a, over here. Have pins down. Are you are you telling that. me like is is Ventus? Never been a person. No. So I'll just tell you now. So unknowingly, when Sora freed Kyrie's heart, um, he also freed Ventus's heart, uh, and uh. Ventus's heart ended up going into the body of Sora's nobody because it, that's where it went. And because um, because Ventus's heart was inside of Sora's like physical body, it took the form of Ventus. Gotcha. Because as you will see later on, human nobodies pretty much take an identical form to the person that they were before. Mm-hmm. So... But Roxas and one other character are an exception. Mm -hmm. So this is Roxas. If you notice, uh, his name is an anagram of Sora with an X added in it. Whoa. Um, The X is is very important. (laughs) Is it like the the crossing of the blades or whatever? Yeah, it's like Kai. It's like Pete. Yeah, yeah. He 
gets taken in, and the reason his his name is Roxas is because he gets picked up when he's born. So like Sora stabs himself, and Roxas is born, but he's born in this place called Twilight Town because nobodies can only be born in places where there's like a strong darkness. So there's only two worlds where nobodies can be born. One is mm-hmm. Twilight Town, and the other is this place called the World That Never Watch, which was where I'll get into that. So Sora uh, Roxas is born in Twilight Town, and he's a immediately picked up by this guy who's wearing a dark cloak and he's like your name is now Roxas and you're gonna come join my organization boom organization 13 baby so these are our main villains for a hot minute okay so we are going to we're going to go through this list so the guy that picked up Sora. His name is Zemnis. So if you if you look at the way he kind of looks and uh, the way his name is spelled, you'd realize that's an anagram for Ansem. Put a pin in that one. God damn it. <laughs> so, um, so basically, Organization 13, they are honestly super freaking cool. I'm not even afraid to admit it. This is like, this was like top tier hot topic emo shit from like the mid 2000s like this was like this was like injected uh-huh. into my veins levels of cool right so they all have, they have x's in their they names they all have x's in their names because they were all originally different characters but then yeah. they became heartless and their nobodies all got new names uh-huh. so they each have their own powers and they each control their own weapons so let's just do a quick rundown of every single person in organization 13 so we already mentioned Zemnis, right so he can they each control an element Zemnis controls nothing really stupid um they don't really go into detail about what that means if you want to get technical he is a master of magnetism magneto (laughs) so he kind of wields he kind of wields it looks like dual red lightsabers but okay so we got it doesn't doesn't have a handle they don't have handles basically it's really weird he's the leader he's the big bad he's the he's the head honcho so number two we got zigbar looks familiar that's brag from birth by sleep uh all of ansem ansem had like six apprentices all of them are in this organization so zigbar he can control space he can do he his power is basically like the portal gun he can like open little rifts and like go into other places and he fights with these guns basically yeah yeah. and he's kind of like he's kind of like a smug asshole kind of guy he's like you know look at him he's he's an asshole you know yeah He's he's got this devil may care attitude, and then we got Zalda number three. He can control wind, and he fights with these like floating javelin like things, yeah, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he is uh he's 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 quiet. He's kind of also an asshole, but not as he's not that bad. He's just kind of there. He's just kind of mean. They're all um, kind of assholes. They're all kind of assholes. It's kind of a learning. prerequisite. Yeah. Rounded by assholes. And then we got Vexen, number four. He's the smart guy of the organization, right? Because he he was a big scientist back at Radiant Garden, right? He controls ice and his weapon's a shield because he doesn't really fight much. So he's always on the defense. So he uh he's 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 kind of the sciencey guy. He's also an asshole. They're all assholes. He's so next, the king asshole. He's the king asshole. But he's the he's the science guy. So Excellent. we got sure. after that we got Lexius 
uh, who controls the like rocks and the earth. He's like an earthbender, and he wields this giant. I think they call it a tomahawk. They Even call it a tomahawk. It doesn't really, really look a like tomahawk. a tomahawk, but yeah. He's he's kind of like a quiet brawler kind of guy. I think he's like one of the most physically powerful people in the organization. Yes. Um. Uh, he was like a bodyguard, basically. I think him and Zaldin were bodyguards before they became nobodies. Uh, so next, we got Zexion, who is... Uh, he, he controls uh, illusions. So he can like make people see things that aren't there. And he's kind of like a mage character. So he has this book uh, called a lexicon that is kind of like... It's not really like a book of spells, but he can like trap people in it. So uh, he he's he's definitely not like physically powerful, but he can do his illusions and all that stuff. Um, and he's also kind of a smarter character kind of guy. But so all of these characters like uh, that I just talked, they were all actually in birth by sleep as like completed people. Uh, Zexion is the youngest. He was a kid in that game. So, um, but I think it's implied after that he kind of started studying under Vexen, who's the other science guy, because they're both sciencey people. Um, but he was more of the like lower level sciencey guy. So next we got Syax. His powers are really kind of uh, unclear. It has something to do with the moon. He gets his power from the moon, um, and he can kind of become like a. He kind of can go into this like berserker mode when the moon is full or something like that. When the like moon that. is full, he turns it's, into his wolf form. It's really stupid, really weird. And he fights with this giant thing. They call it a claymore. Um, I don't think that's, I don't know. It's whatever. He's, yeah. But he's also important to know. He's number seven in the organization because he was recruited seventh. But he's like Zemnis's right-hand man. He is mm. the one who gives all the assignments. He is like he is like the he is the he is the pusher of the organization, right? And then next we got the best character. We got Axel. He controls fire. He throws around these like chakram things. He's cool. Um, he's you know he's kind of a he's aloof. He's but he's also kind of like not afraid to get his hands dirty either. Um, but put a pin in him because he's a really important character. So next we got Demix who controls water, but also he's kind of like, uh, he's kind of like a musical guy. His weapon's a sitar. And when he plays his sitar, <laughs> he can control, he can control the, like the water and stuff. Like he, he can makes water dance. Dance. Dance but he is Dance. the laziest member of the organization and he is also like the funny guy he's like the, he's kind of like an idiot basically he doesn't really want to go and fight he doesn't really want to do anything but he's just kind of there um he's there because he fulfills a, you know they needed bodies so basically after that we got luxord number 10 actually i think it's pronounced luke sword uh they didn't say his name until kingdom hearts 3 so like no one knew how it was really pronounced but he he uh he controls time which is really weird because his time powers like they don't really go into like how that works he doesn't have like super powerful time powers but he can like like i think when you fight him eventually he just like freezes you and your battles on like a time limit but it's not like yeah. super it's not like super big time limit um or n not super big time powers well, because there's there's yeah. a character later on 
who can really do time powers and it's like way more than he can do so he kind of manifests this through gambling yeah like he's a, he's he, a gambler that's yes yeah. he fights with cards like he uses cards right really weird uh he he's got a british accent and he always appears in the pirates of the caribbean world so uh and then after that we got marluxia who is this uh he controls plants and flowers and he fights with a scythe and uh after that, we got Larxene. Okay, queen asshole right here. She's the only girl, and her personality trait is she's a big old bitch. And nope. she she uh, she uh, has the power of electricity, and she fights with these like little like finger knives, like kunai almost. Yeah, they're pretty. Mm-hmm. I think they're kunai. Yeah. Yeah, they're kind of. They're basically they're a cross between like Wolverine's claws and kunai. Yeah. So, and yeah, she's a bitch. Um, and then after that, we got Roxas. Roxas controls light, and then he uses a keyblade, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and yeah, that's organization thirteen. Okay, First, so real quick. Yes. So, obviously, organization thirteen because there's thirteen of them. Mm-hmm. Before that, was it organization twelve <laughs> or organization two? Well, organization one. I'll tell you now. I'll tell you now, just to save your sanity, there are we're always supposed to be thirteen. Yeah, they kind of needed thirteen. They need thirteen people, so I won't go into detail about that now, but just that is why. That is why, and there, there, there aren't always thirteen people in Organization Thirteen. Sometimes there are less, and as we'll learn in a little bit, sometimes there's more. But anyway, um, so. The reason that all of these, um, oh crap, sorry, my iPad is. So the reason that a keyblade is so important to the organization, which so I lost my place. Roxas is the only person in the organization that can wield a keyblade. And that's really important because the goal ultimately of organization 13 is they all want to become human again. Or so Zimnis tells them. That's why he recruited all of them. He's like, I'm going to make you human again. And the big thing about nobodies is because they don't have a heart. They don't feel anything. Allegedly. Uh Allegedly. So they're kind of all psychopaths because they lack, a lot of them just lack empathy. Yeah. And, um, you know, a lot of them will just kill whenever they'll they'll basically just do whatever they need to do to keep going. So, um, and the reason the the way Zemnis tells them that they will regain their hearts is by uh, completing Kingdom Hearts, and the way that they will do that is by defeating Heartless with a Keyblade. And releasing those hearts to Kingdom Hearts. So hmm. once Kingdom Hearts is full, they'll all get their hearts back and they'll all be people again, which is what they want. So when Roxas uh, is born, basically, he gets pulled into this organization. Now, keep in mind, he has most of these nobodies all have memories of their past lives and uh, they kind of remember what it's like to be human. Roxas is like baby. He knows nothing. He can talk and he can like do basic functions and that's it. So they basically, uh, oh, and this is where they live. They live in this place called the world that never was. This is another place where nobodies can be born. It's this like really cool like cityscape with a castle. 
It's important to note that the world that never was and Twilight Town are both located within. So I was talking about the realms earlier. They're yeah. both located in the realm in between. Yes. So it's in between light and darkness. Yes. Gotcha. So Roxas is basically like a baby, a newborn baby. So they pair him up with Axel and they're like, hey, Axel, you're going to show this kid the ropes. And uh, they become friends because, uh, you know, uh, you know, they're just they're just hanging out. They're doing things. Roxas or Axel likes having someone to like show show around and mm. stuff like that and Roxas is just like you are kind of nice to me we're friends so a 14th member joins the organization <laughs> so <laughs> uh yeah so basically uh when this game starts um Xemnas is like we got a 14th member and this is Shion uh and as you can see she can also wield a keyblade um which will just put a pin in that um <laughs> because uh you're like where did this girl come from yeah we'll get to that so we got this 14th organization member an important thing to know is i show her what she really looks like here but when she is first introduced she's just has like a hood over her head uh -huh. so she doesn't really she's kind of like roxas she doesn't really have a personality she doesn't have really like anything going on so okay so a couple days pass roxas kind of becomes more of a like a person like he he has his own like you know he's kind of like grumpy he's kind of like a grumpier kind of he's not like he's not like sora he's not like vendus who are both very outgoing he's kind of like a more reserved kind of guy so uh as you can see all of his pictures he's like scowling I don't know why. That's just a weird thing. So anyway, he becomes friends with Axel. He doesn't really talk to Shion yet because she doesn't really do anything yet. But at some point, uh, they're like, hey, so we're going to have this really special mission at this place called Castle Oblivion. And so basically, uh, they split the organization up. Six people go to Castle Oblivion and the rest stay behind. Characters that go to Castle Oblivion are Marluxia, Larxene, Axel, Zexion, Vexen, and Lexius, Zemnis, Zigbar, Zaldan, Syax, Demix, Luxord, Roxas, and Shion all stay behind. Um, and I think, oh, okay. So before, before, uh, an, an important thing to to, to note before um, before the, everyone leaves. There is a scene between this guy Axel and this guy Syax. This is where you find out that those two were childhood friends. They joined the organization together. And they also have plans to overthrow the organization. Hmm. And Syax, if you remember, is the number two. So he's really close to the main guy. Um, and he's like, hey, Axel. I'm pretty sure the reason we're sending these people to Castle Oblivion is because we're pretty sure there's some traitors in the mess. And I want you to get rid of them mm -hmm. because only thing like they're standing in our way. If we want to overthrow the organization, we can't have multiple traitors. Uh, and, and this is also where you kind of learn that they were childhood friends, um, but they've been growing apart and they're especially growing apart because Roxas showed up and Axel and Roxas are hanging out a lot. So Syax is kind of like, uh, what is this? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So we're going to put a pin in this story because this is actually where our next game takes place. Mm -hmm. Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories. Yep. 
So Chain of Memories is actually the direct sequel to the first game. Yes. Uh, it came out like directly after that and between uh, two. Uh, yep. So Initial th- release of 2004 on the Game Boy Advance, but it did get a re-release in 2007 under the moniker of Rechain of Memories, which is a full mm-hmm. remaster on the PS2. Very well needed because the story is absolutely needed going into Kingdom Hearts 2. You mm-hmm. cannot play Kingdom Hearts 2 without this, and unfortunately, nobody knew that going into Kingdom Hearts 2. Yeah. So nice. Because originally it came out on the Game Boy Advance, and this is kind of where the whole thing of like needing multiple systems to get the mm-hmm. entire story kind of started yeah. becoming a meme. Is because like, well, the first game came out on PS2, the second game came out on the Game Boy Advance, or yeah, Chain of Memories came out on the Game Boy Advance, and then Kingdom Hearts 2 came out again on the PS2. So it's like, you know, people who didn't have a Game Boy Advance were kind of screwed out of some important stories. Which is why, which is why I think they really prioritized doing a re-release of Chain of Memories on the PS2 because it's so important to the plot. So yeah, why don't so, you uh, take it out up, Drew, for Chain? So of what happens at the end of Kingdom Hearts One is again, Sora, Donald, and Goofy are kind of in this strange world. They don't know where they are, and they're chasing Pluto because Pluto's got a letter from the king. Uh, so they chase Pluto for a while, and eventually it gets dark. Uh, Sora wanders to this crossroads and meets a strange man in a black robe uh, and follows him to Castle Oblivion. I guess Sora's never heard of Stranger Danger, but nope. anyway. Yeah, um, that's Castle Oblivion, right? There. Yeah, so that's Castle Oblivion. So when they get inside, <laughs> the group are um, told by the man in the black coat that this castle will essentially devoid you of your memories the further you go up in it. Uh mm-hmm. So each floor as they ascend, they're going to gradually lose more and more memories. Uh, the trio decides, fuck it, we're going to do it anyway because we think, you know, the king and Riku Yeah, they could think Riku and Mickey are there. Yeah, so they, um, so they start ascending through the floors, and um, the whole castle, the way it works is it wor- it's worked on a card system. So Sora needs cards in order to progress, uh, especially cards that are based off of his own memories. Um the worlds are all worlds that were visited in Kingdom Hearts 1. However, they are fake versions of the world. So, like, he goes into Traverse Town, the first world, and he meets Leon. And at this point, he still has all of his memories of all of his friends that he met in the first game. But they don't remember who he is, again, because these are all fake versions of these worlds. Um, they're all illusions. Um, as, as the group begins to ascend, or continues to ascend, rather... Uh, Sora, Sora eventually even begins to forget who Kairi was. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I think I, I think that's my next. Yep. So Kairi. Yeah. So no more Kairi. No more Kairi. No uh, Namine is now my new best friend. Uh, this and... girl, this Sora begins to remember <laughs> another girl on the island who was named Namine, and actually she was the one who gave him the lucky charm. Yeah. She was the one he was supposed to protect, mm-hmm. not Kairi. He doesn't uh, have diary at all. Yeah. Uh, so, a- and as he's going through the floors, uh, losing his memories, he is being tormented by Axel and Larxene, who are basically provoking him and prodding him uh, to keep going further and antagonizing him, essentially. Yeah. Um, eventually, uh, on one of these floors, Sora bumps into Riku. But it seems that Riku is back to his antagonistic self again and is, like, picking fights with Riku 
to try and see who's going to protect Naminé, essentially. Yeah. Um, this uh, this also ends up in a funny moment where they both have, like, lucky charms that Naminé gave them, supposedly. Um, and uh, so, yeah, so they're, they're, they're fighting against each other. Um, eventually, it's revealed that this Riku is not actually Riku at all, but a replica of Riku created by Vexen. Uh, who uh, Sora met earlier in one of the in one of the lower floors and took data from his fight with Sora uh, to create or no, no, yeah. no, 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 he no, yeah. sorry, he no, because he, he fights Riku at some point. Yeah, sorry, I, I'm, I'm getting it mixed up. Yeah, uh, we'll we'll get there. <laughs> yeah, so uh, so he he is uh, he's pitting this Riku replica against Sora because he wants to see who is more capable, Sora or Riku. Yeah. Um, oh. uh, <laughs> this is a funny one, all right? So I don't remember when this happens in the game. So uh, the timelines are kind of weird here in this game, and and, and we'll get there in a little bit. But um, so Vexen, yeah, this is the guy that created the Riku replica, right? The science <laughs> guy, right? So he, Sora fights him at some point. Uh, and then he wins, and he's like, Ugh, I'm I'm evil or whatever. And then he he's about to leave, but then like Axel shows up, and he's like, Hey, you're done, buddy. And he just so, fucking he just yeah, fucking, he like incinerates him. He incinerates Jesus Christ! Him. So <laughs> so this actually happens in a uh, level based off of Twilight Town, yeah. but Sora doesn't know what this world is because he's never been here before, or yeah. so he thinks. Um, like, and your yeah. job's done. You're you're gone. And so he kills Vexen. So yeah. one Axel. organization member down. X. Um yeah, Back so down to 13. after that happens, uh Sora keeps going, uh bumps into Larxene, fights Larxene, kills Larxene. She's fucking dead. Yes, um because she's a bitch. Um so after this happens, he finally uh he I think he fights Riku one more time. And at this point, he's also met uh, Naminé. She yeah. uh, uses... Well, I think it's important to remember that Axel is actually the one that sets Naminé free to yes. go find Sora. Yes. So, so Axel, Axel is a total, like, double agent this entire time. Yeah, so he lets playing, Naminé go. Mm -hmm. He's playing both sides, so he comes out on top. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, yeah, so he sets Naminé free to go look for Sora. Um and then, and, he and, then, and then he leaves. And then he leaves. And then he leaves. After essentially setting all of these events in motion. Yeah. Um, Naminé uh, stops the Riku replica. She uses her powers. And it's discovered yeah. that she reveals basically the entire thing has been a setup to Sora. That this entire time she's been the one manipulating his memories. Uh, because she has some sort of power over him. So, uh, yeah. So, it's, I think what the whole thing was is that, like, they were trying to get Sora on their side by mm -hmm. manipulating his memories, using yeah. Nominee to do that, because Nominee has the power to control people's memories. Now, uh, important note here is that Marluxia and Larxene, this guy right here, and then the girl who Sora just killed, uh, yeah. they were planning to use Sora to overthrow the organization. Very important note here. Um, they were the ones who were trying to overthrow it, basically. So, yeah, there we go. Keep going, Drew. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so after this happens, after Sora, Sora basically knows, uh, everything now, mm -hmm. and he goes to confront Marluxia, 
uh, kills Marluxia. Marluxia <laughs> kills him. Marluxia. Just he's yeah. down. Uh, so. Takes him out. It's actually really brutal in the yeah. uh, the manga. The manga of Kingdom Hearts is actually super sick. Like, the manga no is so good. The mangas are so good for for Kingdom Hearts. They are taught. They are they are S tier manga. Yeah, so. it's it's pretty. It gets pretty fucking brutal in the manga. But anyway. Um, so, yeah, so after Sora beats Marluxia, uh, he still doesn't have all of his memories, though, because Namine stripped him of all of them, essentially. Uh, there is a way he can get them back, however. Uh, he has to she, fix them. Yeah, she's going to fix Sora's memories. However, in order to do that, he must be put to sleep for one year. Um, so Sora, Donald, and Goofy uh, uh, crawl into pods, and they all go to sleep, oh. and... But don't forget, don't forget Drew. Uh, so something we haven't mentioned is that there is a fourth member of this team, and his name is Jiminy Cricket. Oh, he yeah. He has been here the entire time. He yeah, is so Jiminy's Cricket. Yeah, Jiminy Cricket's, like, uh, like uh, his whole, like, shtick with the game is that, like, he is he keeps a journal. Um, and it chronicles, like, your, like, game info, basically. So he's not, like, a super big important role in the game. But... He does, like, uh, at the end of this game, Sora's like, hey, Jiminy, can you write in your journal? So I don't know. I, I drew. I don't know if you had gotten there yet. But basically, like, when Sora Sora is given a choice, he's like, nominee is like, you can either remember me or you can remember your old memories. He chooses his old memories. But he's like, I don't want to forget you. So he has yeah. Jiminy write, thank nominee in the yeah. journal before they note, go to sleep. Yeah, he has a note to thank nominee when they wake up so that, yeah, he won't forget her. Yeah. If you won't uh, forget her. But, um, yeah, so anyway, they crawl Spoiler into pods. Alert. They, they go to bed, uh, and, yeah, they're going to wake up in one year's time, and everything's going to be just as they remember it. Yeah. At but, this... But, oh. meanwhile, this Riku replica is, like... So, yeah, like, you kind of, like, as Sora, you kind of face the Riku replica throughout the game, and then at the end, it basically comes to... the He could basically comes to the decision that I'm not Riku, but I'm gonna be Riku. I'm gonna be the <laughs> one. I'm gonna be the one true Riku. So he's like, I'm gonna go find the real Riku and I'm gonna kill him. So, so, so what's happening right speaking now? Speaking of Riku, in the so in the basement of the castle, Riku wakes up and <laughs> doesn't have any clue where he is, but just decides to keep pressing on. Uh, he is confronted by Ansem, Seeker of Darkness, who we all thought was destroyed at the end of the first game, right? Well, it turns out that Ansem still has some sort of hold or presence on Riku's heart and is the source of the darkness within Riku's heart now. Um, Riku and Sora's plot lines take place at the same time. So there yeah. will be, we will be bringing up characters who have already died at this point. So just FYI. Yeah. Okay. So, um, but Mickey is also here and Mickey is, uh, is telling Riku, you know, to look past it and keep to the light and, you know, everything will be fine. Um, this works for a little bit, um, but, um, you know, eventually Riku starts to meet the members of the organization that are in the basement of the castle. Yeah, so basically there's... there were two separate teams. Mm -hmm. There was Axel, Larxian, and Marluxia in the top, and Dex and Zexian, and Lexi is in the basement. And the two groups, like, absolutely hated each other and despite, like, especially the bottom group absolutely despised the top group for uh, basically sending them down to the basement to yeah. like just coil away it's so funny um so there's there's all of these like jealous feelings and everything yeah. so 
Uh, Riku is uh, Riku fights Vexen, who Vexen then takes that data to make the Riku replica uh, later. Uh, then uh, I think the next person he fights is Lexius. Yes. Yes. Lexius is able to actually overpower Riku. However, Riku uses his trap card to say no and uses the powers of darkness, but so, is able yeah. to maintain his grasp on his humanity. So yeah, before we move on, this guy right here, this weird looking guy, his name is Diz, and he just kind of bothers Riku the entire game, like, which side are you gonna choose? Light or darkness? So yeah. that's basically what he does for like four hours. So yeah, yeah. Riku faces Lexius, and he fucking kills him. Yeah, Riku uses the power of darkness, uh, is able to defeat Lexius using it, uh, mm -hmm. and he decides, hey man, darkness is kind of cool actually, I, I think I might be able to use this. Um, he then goes on to fight, uh, Zexion. Yeah. Uh, but he doesn't kill him. Uh, oh, yeah. So he, he actually, I think he meets the Riku replica before this. I, okay, I don't so, know. yeah, so, yeah. well, he fights the Riku replica a couple of times. Yeah, he fights uh, him a couple of times. So the replica, again, like Emma said, is trying to de become the one true Riku and is like, I'm going to defeat the real Riku, essentially, uh, before he gets his, like, heart broken, essentially, by Namine. And goes into a comatose state. Um, so yeah, so Namine or sorry, Riku Rebecca fights uh, Riku a couple times uh, and then kind of fucks off. Well, no, uh, he, do he does come back. He does come back. Yeah. He, well, Riku, he fights Riku, him once and then he comes back and then he's like gone for good. Riku, Riku actually is the one who defeats him. Oh, does he? Yeah, he uh, does. He defeats him later. We'll get okay. to that though. Yeah. No, it's okay. It's really confusing. So... I forgot it happened too. I mean, I mean, at, at this point right now, Riku replica isn't really that important. But... He's not. He's not. He's not. Um, but it's a loose end. So. So so after Riku defeats Zexion, uh, yeah. Zexian so he, he wins. He disappears. Slinks away. But uh, but Axel shows up <laughs> and is like, "Hey, Riku replica, you should totally kill that guy Zexion for reasons." So the Riku replica absorbs Zexion's power and kills him. So and yeah, Axel, like. So it's also implied here that Zexion learned that Axel was trying to overthrow the organization. Kind of. Like, I, I, it's implied that he knew that, and that's why he had to go. Mm -hmm. So he's dead. We're down, like, how many? Have we lost everyone yet? Uh, it's lost like lost four everyone. four members, uh, five members at this five point, members. I think. Yeah, it's five. Because I think Zexion is dead now, yeah, too. Like, yeah, everyone. So everyone except Axel dies here. Yeah. So, um, after this, yeah, Riku, uh, does Riku fight Ansem? No, he yeah, finds Nominee before he finds... Oh, so, yeah, he finds Nominee, and then he also finds Diz, and Diz is like, hey, I can make Ansem come, like, come out of you, uh, but you're gonna need to, like, fight him, basically. Like, yeah. he finds, he finds Sora, I think, too. Yeah, yeah, he finds Sora and he finds Namine. And another really weird thing about the Riku story is the entire time Riku just talks about smelling things. Like, so for some reason, for some reason, they decided in this game that they were going to give Riku the ability to smell like darkness and like have the ability to like sense and smell things. But it's literally never brought up again. <laughs> so it's so weird and like super bizarre. But I thought I'd mention that here. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so Diz uh, is like, Diz is like, you can fight Ansem mm -hmm. inside you, but you're going to have to beat him. 
Yeah, so Riku goes to confront Ansem and is able to, oh. at least for the time being, hold suppress, yeah. suppress the thought, uh, suppress the dark hold that Ansem has on his heart. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so also at this time he finds Namine and she's watching over Sora, obviously, who is asleep at this point. Um, and he is is going to promise to do whatever he can to help Sora wake up. He's got to yep. help his butt. And then um, just for, just for you know old time's sake, he faces off the Rika replica. Rika replica is done. Yeah. Um. So then after this happens, Diz again con- confronts Riku and asks him, you know, where he's, what's he gonna do now, or you know, and uh, and he phrases it as a question of picking between two roads. You know, he's picking the road mm-hmm. to light or the road to darkness, and Riku's like. Nah, bitch, I'm going to pick the road to dawn. Riku is like peak Bird. emo. Peak yeah. emo. So, no, Riku has learned to basically master both the light and the darkness at and this then point. Mickey, Mickey is like, I'm going to come with you, Riku. Yeah, so, so they're best friends. Now. Yeah, they're best friends. So uh, these cloaks, I don't think we've mentioned it yet. These cloaks have the ability. The reason why all the Organization 13 members wear them and then uh, Riku and Mickey also wear them is because they have the power to repel darkness. So you can wear them in places like the realm of darkness or you can also use them to trans there's these things called dark corridors which is how Mm -hmm. the the organization uh the organization 13 they travel between worlds that way it's like they basically just open a portal and go through it but it's like a dark world and to go through there you need to be protecting yourself against the darkness so they wear those cloaks so riku is like i'm gonna wear this cloak mickey's like i'm gonna join you i'm also gonna wear this cloak but then riku for some reason um, I don't remember what happens, but like he has to start wearing a bandana yeah, <laughs> over I don't his know eyes. Why. He just starts so wearing it's a bandana. Because, so in Kingdom Hearts two, they say they say Mickey's like his eyes couldn't tell a lie, and I yeah. think it's implied that like if his eye like you know oh, he can't he can't show if he his saw eyes. Sora, yeah, he couldn't he, lie to Sora. Yeah, right? so like no, it's like if he if he if he's if if he can like see things. He can't pretend that that part of like Ansem in him isn't there anymore. So he's gonna oh, like okay. be overcome by that power. That's like kind of the weird explanation that they. Either get. way, it's dumb. It's that's dumb. how chain of, that's how chain of memories it's, ends. It's and dumb. We, that's after, where Sora's so, sleeping. Yeah. After after this happens, uh, Aunt, Axel has been complicit in the murder of like five of his fellow organization members or but to be fair really, really but like, and larkstein deserved it but yeah so anyway after this happens he fucks off back to the world that never was and that's so, where we pick back up with pick three, back up with the day, days over two days part two so just to recap Marluxia, Lurkstein, Zexian, Vexen, and Lexi is gone. They're dead. Everyone except Axel, who went to Castle Oblivion, fucking died. Um, and I think uh, in, in days, like in the game, like Roxas learns that like everyone died there, and he's like, "Oh my god, that means Axel's dead too." My best friend. I'm really, I'm really sad now. But eventually, he comes back anyway, and he's like, "Oh my god, my best friend." So, anyway uh so fun fact uh when rocks or when when sora goes to sleep in chain of memories roxas actually passes out and goes into a coma <laughs> uh weird right um so but he comes back out he comes back out he's fine uh 
and uh, so while Axel is gone, uh, Roxas gets paired up with Shion because Shion can wield a Keyblade also. And so they they go on missions together, and they both bond over the fact that they're like newborn babies. They don't know anything about the world, and they both wield these weird key swords. So they become friends, and then eventually Shion takes her hood off, and Roxas sees her as, you know, that's what she looks like. Uh, but then Axel comes back, and he's like, what are you doing, man? You, you mm-hmm. got this, you know, you got this new friend. I thought you and me were friends. But the good news is they all become friends. They're all friends. They're and all eat friends. ice cream together. They all eat ice cream. We are so, best friends. Let's eat ice cream. Ha, 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 ha. So uh, they hang out in this place called Twilight Town, which is where Roxas was born. And that's where a lot of, uh, you know, there's this clock tower there. And, um... Uh, every day, Roxas, Axel, and Shion, after they complete their work, they get ice cream and go eat it on top of the clock tower. And they're, they're just having a fun old time, right? And I included this screenshot of Shion saying, stick. Roxas, that's a stick. Because, I don't know, it's kind of just one of those ridiculous moments. It's cute. This game is fucking stupid. It's so, okay, this game is so good. Like, <laughs> the game itself isn't good, but the story, like... The story hits, man. The story hits really sad. It's it's good. So eventually, uh, Shion goes on a mission and she meets up with Riku. Like, and this is post chain of memories, right? Everything from this moment on is post chain of memories. And Riku just Riku just fucks her up. He's like, you know, you're hanging out with the wrong crowd, man. Your keyblade's not even real. I don't know who you are. Um and so this kind of uh, this kind of like encourages Shion to do some digging into who she really is because she doesn't know where she came from. Uh, she doesn't know who her previous persona was. <sighs> and eventually, she comes. To, she meets up with Nomine at some point too because there's there's a there's a point in this game where so. Diz, that guy from Chain of Memories, and Nominee kind of team up to help keep Sora safe while she works on his memories. And they move him to Twilight Town. They move him to this, like, mansion in Twilight Town. And Shion goes to Twilight Town. She meets up with Nominee, and she kind of realizes that um, she eventually comes to the realization that she was basically the... Remember remember the Riku replica? So Shion is the first like the prototype of the replica program, right? She's not a nobody. She's a replica created by Vexen based off of Sora's memories of Kyrie that Nominee took away from him. So Interesting. She so kind it's like of so, emo Kyrie. Yeah, so that's why she looks, if you look at her face, she looks like a palette swap version of Kingdom Hearts 1 Kyrie. Gotcha. Um so and and so uh, slowly over the course of this game, from the point where Chain of Memories ends onwards, Roxas starts to remember things about Sora's life, and Shion really starts to remember things about Sora's life. And to the point where she, like, she, like, tries to leave the organization, but at one point she finds Axel, and Axel's like, I'm not gonna let you go. You're one of my best friends. I don't have this kind of friendship, you know? You make my like Axel is like a really tragic character because like he really just wanted to preserve the status quo and keep his friends because he was happy for once. Mm-hmm. But um, 
Shion wants to leave, so they fight, and there's this really touching scene where he's like, you can keep running as long as you want, but I'm always going to be there to bring you back. And it's really touching. It's really sad. Makes me cry, but it's okay. Um, eventually, though, uh, I think, I think like, he beats her here, but eventually she does leave. But the problem is, is that Shion just keeps getting power. She, she keeps sapping more and more of Sora's power away as time goes on to the point where she is starting to become like a weird version of Sora and she starts to like her persona kind of starts to change too. Right. And uh, this all comes to a head when, uh, so an interesting fact about Shion is the reason that she was wearing that hood at the beginning of the game is because she didn't have a face yet. Sort of like Vanitas. Mm. Uh, But the reason Sora or the reason Roxas saw a different face, like a, like like a like kind of like it looks like Kyrie a little bit, but like not really, uh, is because he saw her as her own person, um, and the the way that somebody sees Shion's face is dependent on the person. So I think some people see her as Sora. Uh, Zigbar actually sees her as Ventus for some reason. Really weird. Um, but eventually it gets to the point where uh, Shion is like basically like hive mind with Sora, and she's like. Roxas, we are going to rejoin Sora and we are going to rejoin Sora now. And so she basically, in one of the last scenes with her, she looks just like Sora and she's like, we're going to, I'm going to, I'm going to take you with me and we're going to go rejoin Sora. Because Roxas at that point has started to absorb some of Sora's memories. So, uh, Sora can't be completed without both of them. Sora's memories can't come back without both of those people inside Sora. So, Shion is like, I'm going to defeat you, Roxas, and we are going to go rejoin Sora. And so Roxas and Shion fight. And for some reason, she becomes this, like, weird monster thing. Um, I don't really know what happens there. Also, but her boss theme slaps. Her boss theme is god tier. Vector, Absolutely. Vector to the heavens. Fucking great freaking song. It slaps, dude. Um, but Roxas, because Roxas is like super powerful, he comes out on top, and sadly he has to kill Shion because, like, you know, she she's trying to kill him. You know, she's not really herself anymore. Mm-hmm. But during her last moments alive, she's like, "Hey Sora, or Hey Roxas, I need you to like, I I've made a mistake. I need you to, you know, set Kingdom Hearts free. We can't let Zimnus get what he wants." You know, stuff like that. And I think at this point, Roxas has already, like, kind of had his doubts about the organization, too. Mm-hmm. Um, he's kind of had a falling out with Axel, too. Um, because, like, Axel hasn't been... Axel kind of knew the whole time what was going on. Yeah. But didn't really... He was just trying to, like, keep his friends. He wasn't being truthful. So that kind of pissed both of them off. Roxas uh, doesn't know who to trust at this point. Yeah, basically. he doesn't know who to trust. And he has to kill one of his best friends. Mm-hmm. And then the other one is just kind of, he doesn't really know what's going on. So Shion dies. Shion kind of, Shion disappears. And it's implied that she goes back to Sora. But uh, unfortunately, because Shion was based entirely off of memory, uh, everyone forgets she ever existed. Which is like, they found a way to make sense but uh also like 
pretty ultimate deus ex machina like. it's a super deus ex machina because uh this game came out after kingdom hearts 2 where a lot of Roxas' story had already been written yeah uh, so a lot of his motivations like it, it's just like a deus ex machina so to like make the two make sense so yeah. you know but so as Shion's memories are fading he's like i'm gonna go kill Zemnis. and also at this point uh roxas can wield two keyblades um really weird like it it there's no canonical like re like okay so like back when this game came out we were like it's because roxas has ventus's heart and then he also gets the power from beating Shion, but it's really unclear now because uh as you'll learn roxas retains the ability to wield two keyblades forever even when he only has one heart. So, like, it's really confusing, but he can wield two keyblades now, and that's kind of his shtick. That's yeah. his character shtick. Well, he's... Spe- specifically, he's wielding the Oblivion and the Oathkeeper keyblades, which are forged from Sora's memories of uh, Riku, Riku and, Kairi. and Kairi. Yeah. So, yeah. The, uh, the Oblivion are... represents Riku, and Oathkeeper mm-hmm. represents uh, Kairi. Those are both keyblades you can get in Kingdom Hearts 1, 2, and 3. So pretty cool they're they're pretty cool uh i have the the keyblade i have is uh is an oblivion replica so pretty cool you know so he's he's ready to go take down Zemnis and the organization and free kingdom hearts basically but riku is like how about no because <laughs> i don't need you to die on me because you have something i want and what i want is your memories of sora so riku important to notice here he doesn't really see roxas as his own person roxas is his own person but riku really sees him as a barrier between sora coming back and riku would like kill somebody for sora so he's like uh, I can't let you go do this. I need you to come rejoin Sora. And Roxas is like, no, I'm not going to do that. So the two duke it out in a pretty cool fight. Um, one of the best in the series, in my honest opinion, because it's just so cool. It's really tragic because like Roxas is like memories of Shion are fading and he's just like I don't know who she is but I still have the feeling you know I have to go do something about this and mm-hmm. Roxas because at this point Roxas has absorbed a lot of Sora's power so he's really strong and he beats Riku as he is now so Riku is like well I have no other choice I have to use my trap cards so he takes off his bandana and turns into Ansem uh and he, and uh, in that form, he's able to take down Roxas. So, at this point, uh, he takes Roxas to uh, Diz, who is now in Twilight Town, and has this computer. And he takes Roxas, he throws him into that computer, and he's like, "I have some work left until us. You know, we have to, we have to do some more work until Sora's ready to wake up." Um, so we're just gonna put Roxas in here for now, and 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 unfortunately, this uh, he wipes Roxas's memories and throws him into this simulation and basically makes him think he's like living like a normal life as a teen. So that brings us to the beginning of Kingdom Hearts two, which we will get to, to next two. time. <laughs> yeah. So that is it for now. Um, recap. 
Sora, Donald, and Goofy are asleep, having their memories fixed by Nomine. Uh, Riku is overseeing the process with Diz, and he looks like Ansem because he, you know, had to tap into that power. Kairi is just living her best life on Destiny Islands. Mickey is doing God knows what. Uh, Aqua is still in the realm of darkness. Terra was possessed by Xehanort, but uh, what happened to him? <laughs> Ven is still inside. So if you haven't caught on by now, Castle Oblivion is where Ven's body is. Castle mm-hmm. Oblivion is the land of departure after it got transformed. It's mm-hmm. highly implied that Ziminus knew and was trying to find him. But, you know, game order, you know, games are game order. Uh, five members of Organization 13 are dead. Shion is gone. Gone. No one remembers she existed. Roxas left the organization, was defeated by Riku, and is now trapped in a simulation. And Axel is sad and alone. Just like he will be for the rest of his life. Uh... And that's the end of that's the end. How are you feeling right now, uh, Sergio? How do you yeah, feel? I feel really tired. <laughs> do you think your brain is going to remember any of this information when you wake up tomorrow? Probably not. <laughs> we'll do a Honestly, recap when we do. Uh, I can't tell you what happened in that game, the web browser game. Oh, you it's need. Okay. Oh, you need, don't okay. worry. You don't need it. There's no okay. Mark, Mark Hamill's in it. We will, we will re, uh, we will remind you. We'll do a yeah. recap. We'll do... <laughs> yeah, what's funny to me was that we're almost at two hours and like forty minutes. Yeah, this one. And I was uh, like, I think will be our longest episode yet. So yeah, yeah for like, sure. Yeah, it's getting, I'm getting pretty tired. You're like, yeah, it was done. Forty <laughs> okay, minutes like, later. Shit, all right. I really tried to, I really tried to like uh, hasten yeah. it up there. This was as fast as we could probably go. Oh, yeah. God. So, um, yeah, there's a lot. Through, so, you're saying that mm-hmm. it's almost like six hours of just Kingdom Hearts. Yep. yep. That's God. it. That's the game. Hey, it's only going to get longer from here. So, yeah. So, um, so we'll have, I know, I know, like Jack Sparrow shows up mm-hmm. and, um, I'm still holding out, holding out for George Bush. Uh, I think, I think we could get, honestly, uh, in Kingdom Hearts two, if there's not like a land for like Jimmy Neutron, then I, I don't care. <laughs> I will say, I think Kingdom Hearts two has the best world list of any of the games. Kingdom but... Hearts two is just the best game. So. Um, okay, Home on the Range, right? Is that no, that's Home gonna on be the one? Range, no. Okay. no. So, right. um, I think one. I don't know what game it was. One of the games was supposed to have Treasure Planet. I think it was Dream Drop Distance. Yeah. Uh, there was supposed to be a Treasure Planet world at some point, but there isn't. Oh, cool. Any love? Like, any any Chicken Little world going on? Chicken, Chicken Little, little a is a summon. In Kingdom Hearts 2, because they really thought uh, that was going to take off and be successful. Okay. Well. <laughs> um, um, okay, so- a serious one. Do they ever go to Atlantis? No, no, no Atlantis world. Atlantis doesn't get any love. Much yeah, like Treasure Planet, cool. it's too. They cult. really, they really tried to stick with like the classics, you know. Yeah. 
Yeah, like, like chicken now little... they're running out of world, so I, I no, think they're kind of like so there. so like chicken chicken little is literally only a summon. Like it's not like a world. It's not like yeah. it's literally one asset goes towards chicken little. So is it chicken little? Yeah. Is it? It's him. I, I don't remember what he does. Is it he's basically he acts as so. like a distraction. So like um, the enemies will target him instead. I of never you. really used any of the summons. I don't know if there's any. The good summons and two are actually really like Stitch really? will Stitch will periodically attack and also refill your entire MP bar. Uh, Peter Pan just... attacks, heals, and restores your MP bar. And Genie has like a bunch of batshit crazy attacks. So I Robert, I use Robin Williams. More... I use no, no Dan Castle. Dan, uh, yeah, it's uh, Dan. Homer Simpson. Yeah, yep. he. That's who voices him when when it's not Robin Williams. Yep. Goddamn. <laughs> um. Well, anyway, so so since Sergio can go to bed and rest his tired, weary brain from all of this knowledge that we just don't have, on. Kingdom Hearts nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> um. Was there okay before you go? Was there like one story that we explained to you that you like kind of liked? <laughs> I think I think I like also... the one with uh, Mark Hamill. <laughs> I think uh, to be of... fair, Birth by Sleep is one of the highest like. It's like, one of the best games. It's one of the like, highest yeah. rated games. Like it's really and honestly, like it's like so that game and Days are both really emotional. If you've played oh. like all of the other games, like they're both super like hit. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, that's the thing is like you're missing a lot of emotional connection because you actually haven't played the games. Yeah. So. Yeah. Did I miss the part where you explained why it was called 358 Days Over Two? No. Okay. Oh yeah, you didn't say that. So I didn't. So 358 is the total number of days. So it it goes on a day basis. Uh, in that game, you play day one, day two, day three, blah blah blah. Broxus is in Organization 13 for 358 days. And the reason it's called 358 Days Over 2 is because it's 358 days split over two people. Those two people being Roxas and Shion. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. So then why isn't it stylized like that? Because, because Nomura is a fucking... Is a, yeah. He's an auteur, Sergio. <laughs> He's a fucking goof, man. This I'm is the same you. guy who made a game called Kingdom Hearts 2.8 Final Chapter Remix Prologue. Like, oh I swear to God, Nomura is like... Nomura is like that meme of Charlie from Always Sunny in yeah. front of the board. And he's plot... He has the whole franchise plotted out on that board... And nobody understands it but him. And everybody is too afraid to tell him that it's fucking insane. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's really insane. Do, um, um, does Goofy, does Max ever show up? Nope. Or no, the, or Max the... hasn't shown up Max yet. We don't have a Goof Troop world yet. Or, or a DuckTales world. I think DuckTales would be pretty so, cool. No, well, Huey, Dewey, and Louie are in the game. Well, Huey, Dewey, yeah, Huey, Dewey, Huey, Dewey, Dewey, Dewey and Louie do exist, but not Max. Be. on DuckTales world. That's so no Roxanne. No. No, no Roxanne. Okay. Minnie Mouse. <laughs> Minnie, Minnie is the queen. Yeah. Dope. Dope. So Minnie is Chip there. Chip and Dale are in the game. Chip, Chip and Dale, Dale are your like uh, engineers for your gummy ship. Okay. Mm. And you already said Pluto. Pluto is there. Pluto. Scrooge is there. Scrooge I don't know. Duck. Radiant yeah. Garden. He he lives in Radiant Garden. He's like a. Uh, the Dalmatians exist. The Dalmatians do exist. Tarzan. Yeah, Tarzan. Yeah, Tarzan, yep, Tarzan's Tarzan's in... I think we said he's world, right? We saw his world. 
Yeah, you yeah. fight not Clayton. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> interesting. Yeah. I'm just trying um, to... Is, uh, how about the Santa Claus with Tim Allen? Does he no. make an appearance in this? The Santa, Santa Claus from Santa Nightmare Claus Before Christmas is a does. game. Does, yeah. Santa oh, Claus does okay. make an appearance, but not the Santa Claus. Yeah, not Tim but, Allen. Not Tim Allen. Okay, what about, what about the Chronicles of Narnia? No. We could go down this rabbit hole like all okay. night. Sergio. If it's like if it's like a like an IP from Disney that is considered mainline Disney, chances are there is some representation. But other than that, no. besides Star Wars and Marvel, besides like yeah, yeah. yeah at this point, no, uh, no Marvel, no Star Wars, no. Uh, I mean, no Princess and the Frog yet. Not yeah, no Princess and the Frog, which is weird. But, but yeah, anyway, but anyway, I hope you maybe learned something from this. And if I mean, not, I learned a lot, but will <laughs> if my you brain, retain it, that's will another my brain question. Retain it, yeah. We'll do a recap uh, next episode. <laughs> a 45 minute recap. No, for sure, we'll for do sure. a slow. Re- I'll do it. Um, I'll do a quick recap. Followed by a four so hour I will say, episode. I will say the next episode. So you thought this was dense. Next episode is going to cover literally the toughest shit in the series. Yeah. Kingdom Hearts 2? No. No. Well, no. Is it the so, between 2 and Kingdom Hearts 2 is yep. baby shit compared yeah. to Dream Drop Distance. Dream Drop Distance, literally, like... So Kingdom Hearts 2 could have been the end of the series. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they, you know, there was enough loose ends that they were like, let's do more. <laughs> is there uh, going to be a 4? Yeah, yeah, there's going to be a fourth. The yeah. next game, I think, is going to be Kingdom Hearts 3. Yeah, as you'll learn, Kingdom Hearts 3 does not end on a note of finality. Hmm. There's definitely so, more. One door does close, but other doors open, <laughs> as is a common trend within this franchise. Uh, but anyway, that's going to be the episode here. We caught, we've kept you guys here for about almost three hours. Three hours. <laughs> so this will probably be one for uh, when you get stuck in traffic on the commute mm-hmm. home from work. Yeah. Um, or but anyway, working. I, yeah. I just want to thank Emma for joining us. Thank you so much for helping me uh, cover all of this. And you'll, yeah, you'll be around for the next one. Yep. Uh, and Sergio, thank you so much for putting up with this. <laughs> Um, the light, the light inside fun? of me is fading. Did you have fun? Uh, yeah, I think. Yeah. Uh, uh, next time maybe you should include some like clips or something. We'll do that. We'll do yeah. that next time. I want to hear Mickey say you'll pay for this. Sergio, you got it. <laughs> what you don't understand actually is this is all part of my master plan to drain you of your light so that I can take over your body. I'm going to take too much time. So that's I'm why going to nort you. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, now, so now I know what a heartless is, and yep. I know what a nobody and a somebody yeah. is. You know what a keyblade is. You know what the big D Darmus is. is. Yeah. So, I know, um, uh, Mark so yeah. Hamill's game. Mark Hamill yeah. was in the game. He's not in the game anymore. He's out. Yeah. He's out of the Let's game. Bring Mark, bring Mark Hamill back. Because well, <laughs> you're going to bring back Luke Skywalker. Yeah, he comes back in Kingdom Hearts Kingdom 3, Hearts but 3. I didn't I didn't want to tell Sergio that. I didn't want to spoil it. Well, it's not a spoiler. I mean, he, yeah. There is a scene with Ericus in Kingdom Hearts 3. Wow, weird, huh? Hmm. Mm-hmm. 
But anyway. uh, yeah, so you guys, if you want to hear or listen to more of our weird ramblings, and if you're not sick of our voices yet, uh, you can go check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube. Uh, any I'm missing, Sergio? Nope. Okay. So yeah, those are the three platforms you can go check us out at. Uh, come visit the Facebook and the Twitter pages. I post a lot of cool trivia and other neat little fun things there. I'm also thinking about uh, posting a couple of polls and seeing what you guys want to listen to, uh, taking some input from you guys. So, yeah, go check us out. Uh, leave us a follow. And, yeah, we will catch you guys next time. Bye.